What's happening? What is the word on the street? This is Steve Maeda, thesexuallife.com, the Sexual Life Podcast. That is what you are listening to. Anyway, the Sexual Life Podcast is brought to you by Awesome Dynamic, awesomedynamic.com. You need a website built. You need hosting, programming, design, all that sort of stuff. The management of the website done. Awesome Dynamic, awesome dynamic is the place to go. Talk to Paul. He'll hook you up. And, uh, man, they're better than you could ever, ever imagine. Um, that being said, this, uh, this podcast is about everything, man. And this is really what the sexual life is about. It is about living your best possible life. Being you, being yourself, being sexual, loving life, and living well. And if you want to get better at any of those things, go to thesexuallife.com. Check out the Mastermind program. Check out the Total Immersion program. These two programs are the best online program programs out there. They will change your life. They will change your sexual life, your social life. I don't care if you want to get better women, if you want to get a girlfriend, if you want to date multiple women and just live this crazy-ass player lifestyle. Those programs are right for you. So go to thesexuallife.com, look at all the stuff, sign up on the email list, tell your friends about it, and John McLean, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. What is happening? It is Steve Maeda. This is the Sexual Life Podcast. I am with the Bruce Willis double, <laughs> with John No Car McLean. That's right. All right, cool, cool. Hey, so, uh, you know, this podcast is about a, a bunch of stuff, but this one. If you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it live or you're listening to it streaming or whatever way you're listening to it, I can already tell you this. This is going to be one that's going to be good because it's, it's going to be gonna epic. Be, it's going to be epic. fucking crazy. Well, you're you're like you have so much to you that it's it's just so nuts. But, but I mean, this podcast is basically this: like the sexual life. You got to live life, right? You got to be sexual. You got to exchange with people. You got to be social. You got to be, be you. Yeah, just yeah. That, that's the most Black important man. thing. Figuring out who you are and being it, owning it, yeah, giving yourself permission, and you gotta everything. you gotta be the best everything. expression of yourself. Yeah. And part of being the best expression of yourself is you know being in shape and all that sort of stuff, dude. I will tell you this: like sex, my interactions with women mm-hmm. are the the fact that guys have experiences with women and they don't change and redefine you. Right, that's like fucked up shit, man. Yeah, it's got to it's got to impact you in a way, and through that. Man, I mean, like, I'm a really messy person. You're in my house. It's like, yeah, no, dude, yeah. you don't even know, man. This is just you cleaned up, right? This is, like, good. <laughs> no, man, I, like, there's so many Y'all things. Y'all see a Sons of Lambs? It looks like Buffalo Bill's place, you know? Oh, dude, no, this I could. Awful. I could be that. Dude, it doesn't look that bad now. Actually, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. It's actually, like, clean shit. But, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, man, it's like, I, I really, uh... Um, it, it's changed me in so many ways because you have to evolve yourself when you're communicating. I mean, seduction, big tool of communication, probably right. one of the biggest ones. And when you're doing that, it's just you start to see shit in yourself and you either have to change it or And you hit the nail on the head. I think that's the most important thing in the beginning of the movement, in the beginning of people's experience with it. Even if they started yesterday, they go, it's about communicating with women. Yeah. And it's not about communicating with women. Ultimately, it's about communicating with yourself. Because like you said, yes. you see shit in yeah. themselves. Yeah. That's the, that's where you're learning to you're learning about yourself and that communication with yourself 
change a body. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Then that's then coming with women becomes easy. Yeah. You just be yourself. Then you are the most interesting guy in the world. Yeah. And now you, you become it. a natural. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody just be yourself. What? Yeah, yeah. You're what? Just, you're how no the bottle fuck of sand? Just talk to yourself. How do I? How do I yeah, get yeah. pussy? How do I fuck yeah. chicks? And you know that's the thing is we're not. I don't think. I mean we haven't really talked about this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, John and I met. He emailed me and he was like, Hey man, I'm interested in doing your show. And I'm like, What the fuck, man? I haven't even started my show. I don't think I've done a show yet. Oh yeah, he was right before you did a show. Yeah, yeah. So so you were like, dude, I want to do it. I wrote this book, check it out. And I was like, man, this guy's like this guy's like way too tenacious. Like (laughs) there's kind of like a little radar that goes off in your head. So I was like, all right, well let's meet. So we met after I did Keith Norris's, which is I don't want to say actually no, it's not the same theme as yours. But um uh and I was like, oh dude, man, you are just so like nuts in the full of life way. Mm -hmm. I mean you're you're a crazy dude. Yeah. And I was just actually I was just meeting with a client and uh, he was like, Man, there's something that all you guys, like you or Savage or whoever else, that is good in the industry that you're kind of like have this force of nature aspect. And not always, Mm -hmm. but they're like when you're on it, you're just like, Oh and dude, you totally have that. Yeah. Like people don't know how to have passion in their lives and that's like that's one of your your big Yeah, that's what we talked about when we met is waking people up. And when they once they're awake, yeah, they figure they have all the passion I have and you have. They can have the skills to do whatever the thing they want to write a book, seduce a woman, doesn't eat better, whatever. But yeah, that passion comes from waking up. Yeah. And until they wake up, until they're ready to wake up, then no amount of books they read will do any change in their life. Yeah. They can go to study with every fucking you know, pickup guru in the world. Sure. And most do. And it doesn't do anything. I know, man. It doesn't do they just get more angry. That anger that was in them. Or the stuff which may have been like kind of like an agitation becomes like an anger and vengeance and like you'll talk to some fucking polluted people out there like truly polluted minds of like well women just want this and they want and it's like what the fuck are you who are you man man. yeah what women are you meeting yeah I I don't meet those women yeah and obviously you're not having sex with them and if you are then you're even more fucked up right but um Hey, so anyway, so No Carb Revolution. The no, that's, that's a book you wrote, right. That's a book you wrote. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's been on for how long? Uh, it's just been out a couple weeks. So. And you're already like up there on the charts. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's been in the bestseller list. It's uh, in North America in English. It's uh, been like up to as high as 11 in self-help motivation. Yeah. Uh, 13 uh, in weight loss. And I mentioned there all the people, books above it are, you know, widely known bestsellers. And right. No Carb Revolution is a little bit about how to eat well and how to lose weight and and be, really connect with your body. It's got some science in there, some best practices, what I call progression. Yeah. Um, I'm a juggler, and I teach people to juggle. You know, in the way you really? learn to juggle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what do I not do? This guy's done everything. <laughs> but the way you learn to juggle isn't, you know, go, here's three balls, juggle the balls. It's like, and it's no different than what you teach mm-hmm. or anybody teaches. Go, here's one ball, here's the progression. Throw from this hand to that hand. And then you get yeah. two balls, and then eventually right. we, we forget the balls. It's about throws. There's two throws, three throws, four throws. Once you get the four throws, you're actually juggling already. And so I have like 13 progressions. Like, do this thing. Avoid wheat products, let's say. And then when you're done with that, then come back and we'll do another one. And then, But right, the last right. half of the book is about habits and change and reconnecting with your body. And, right. and that's kind of yeah. the most important part dude, of the book. Dude, and that's actually yeah. what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. But first, remember I said there's one question I'm going to ask. Which right. Actually, two. But okay. you know, that'll be easy for you. Okay. But dude, why does the world need to know about what you're saying? Um, my message, my one message, my one takeaway, which is what I get from that, is I'll tell you a story, okay? Uh, that'll explain everything I do share in the world. Mm-hmm. Back in the mid to late 1920s, there were few enough physicists in the world that they would all get together each year at a convention. And except for Einstein, he would never show up. He was off doing his, his thought experiments. And 
So one year, uh, this guy named Werner Heisenberg, who was a young, unknown physicist, had been doing some strange stuff. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Heisenberg, Breaking Bad. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, dude, the guy, oh, he's making speed, and, and he calls himself Heisenberg. Oh, fuck, oh, dude. I'm going to check that out. No, you got to watch It's the okay. best series, man. Oh, is it? It's fucking okay, rad, Okay, dude. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, but anyway, Werner ahead. Heisenberg, so he's got this new stuff yes. he's calling quantum physics, right? Uh-huh. And, no, Newtonian physics is the physics of really large things like the whole universe. And relativity, what Einstein was doing, is the study of things going really, really fast, closing the speed yeah. of light. Quantum physics is the study of things that are really, really small. And as things get really, really small, they get really, really weird. Then all the rules change. So Heisenberg shows up and says, I've been looking at really, really small stuff. And he's, you know, he's got this whole theory called quantum theory. And, he, and he's going to present it to the physicist. And he's all nervous, like throwing up before the speech kind of thing. And he gets up there and he goes, it's, here's what I've, I, I double checked and triple checked. And I know it sounds crazy, but here it is. And he presents it, and there's silence in the room, and Niels Bohr, the Amanence Greece of the group, a Nobel Prize physicist, he stands up and he famously says, it sounds crazy, but not crazy enough to be true. And he sits back down. And so that gave Heisenberg permission to go crazy it up even a little bit more. Ah. And the result was quantum theory. He won his own Nobel Prize. Here we are today. And that's what I do in all the things that I do. I'm like, is it crazy enough? I woke up on December 1st. <laughs> and I said, I want to write a book about how lost away. And in 47 days, I wrote a 440-page book. Oh, you did. To put it, you know, out there. I tell you about, I, I made a movie some years ago. I made a couple of movies. But one of them was, a, was I was making, I had the idea for this zombie movie where the zombies walked and talked and were erudite and sexually liberated. And, and so I had finished the script, and I was like, is it crazy enough? And I was like, no, it's not crazy enough. Even though I've got talking zombies, what if what if it was a musical? No, I don't know how to play music. I can't sing. I, I somehow made, I wrote 13 songs. I got other people to compose the lyrics, and the, I mean, compose the music. I got other people to play the, the instruments, and I had made a music. Because I was like, okay, now it's crazy enough. See, so that's what I want your people this, to do. Ask, is it crazy enough? This is, this is the thing, is people who are, are fucking crazy or have somehow... Like, their minds are moving too fast or, or whatever. I mean, like, for my family, I was so out of place. Mm-hmm. My mom went to Stanford. Uh, she, you know, went to graduate school there, actually. And then my dad, doctor. My no brother way. became a professor. And then there's me. And, like, I didn't even graduate from high school, man. I'm like, you know what's fucking crazy? This, this is what's crazy, dude. I would write these things called the Red Stack, one of the best, like, and everybody tried to rip it off. Like, Mystery Method sued me, and they tried to repeat it. And they, they just couldn't do it, man. And, and pickup people are so Creative, like you took me routine stacks, yeah, yeah. That's when I first heard you. I came to see you, and and you were also like years ago. I came just because the only time I ever went to a lair meeting was to see you like five, six, seven years ago, yeah. Because I was like, this guy, you know, kung fu penis, and I I could do it. The first time I did it, it worked. I was like, are you kidding me? Really, in her husband's car, the back of her husband's car. Wow, I just escalated. Just do what else you want me to do. No, so but yeah, some, yeah, so the routine stacks you were but doing. But I would have yeah. so many grammar errors, and like no, people who are on my forum, like they have access to a lot of the stacks now. Yeah. Um, you know, and we teach something which I think is better. But then I'll look back at some of the stacks, and I'm like, man, I can't believe I wrote this. Or there's like old school guys who are like, oh shit, my dog. Hold on. Uh, but there's old school dudes, and the old school dudes. Come on, Daisy, let's go. You're interrupting an amazing podcast. Yeah. 
the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus. <laughs> the beat this world. dog. It's the dog's world. Dog. We're just living in it. Yeah, totally. Um, but, man, she's seen me through so much crazy shit. But, uh, but no, man, uh, I would have so many errors in it and just so many, because, like, I'm not a great writer. I mean, whether it was, like, how I was born, like, I always thought, like, I was retarded and dyslexic <laughs> and fucked up. And I actually just talked to my son's teacher today, and she's, like, talking about all his learning problems. And I'm just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't like, part of me is, like, mad and wanna, wants to push him, but another part's like, dude, I was the same fucking thing. And then, you know, you come across these things where you're successful, mm-hmm. and that your whole life you've sought through crazy, like, how can I, like, fucking Einstein was crazy, Akira Kurosawa was crazy, oh, yeah. Fellini was was fucking nuts, yeah. you know? All these guys were just like these crazy, like Van Gogh, what the fuck, man, that oh, guy... Yeah. Uh, even oh, like, it's scary I, to call him genius. Me, me jump, uh, quick, quick story. I saw this. Uh, there used to be a show called The Dick Cabot Show back in the '60s or something. He was, he was, it was kind of like the Tonight Show, but it was very intellectual. And he'd have like one. He'd have like Truffaut yeah. on for an entire hour. Oh, you know, that kind of But he had um, Ingmar Bergman, the great Swedish director. Yes, there. yes. And so he has Bergman what? on there, and Bergman, Bergman says, the "I met you know, Bergman was one of the great directors of all time." God. He says, he says um, I, "I worked with Carl Jung. I had a session with Carl Jung himself. He really? analyzed me, and he said." There's nothing wrong with you, Mr. Bergman. You're fine. I'm just going to leave you. Yeah, I can't do anything for you. And he's like, great. And and so in the second half of the show, B.B. Anderson, who was yes. Ingmar Bergman's... Yeah, yeah, his, at the know, time, Persona, dude. Yeah. Dude, what a movie. Everybody yeah. should watch Persona. Just because the first three minutes of it are fucking... Re- <laughs> oh, yeah. That's insanity, man. The fucking hammer. The, oh, so yeah. so B.B. Anderson gets on the show, and she goes, i, I just like to make a little correction, Mr. <laughs> Cabot. You know, I was with, you know, uh, Ingmar Bergman when he went to see Carl Jung, and, and that's not really what Carl Jung said. He said... Bergman was crazier than anybody he'd ever met, but he loved his work and didn't want to mess with him for fear of messing up his art. He's like, I'm not yeah. working with you because yeah. I want you to be just the way you are. But he thought Bergman was totally crazy. But he was You know what, though? Bergman, yeah. if you listen to his later interviews when he got married, mm-hmm. and uh, finally, he got married like eight times. I don't know. He has like 20 kids yeah, yeah, yeah. like eight or nine times. Yeah. Like Scorsese. Scorsese, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, he doesn't have 20 kids, but Bach had 20 kids. Maybe yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something to it. But, yeah. dude, Bergman went through this total change and when he was talking about the love that he had with his wife it was really amazing and you want to yeah that's guys, he was just doing opera the last few years many years yeah, of his life he just did he did live production of opera did you see opera, the so. movie that Leave Ullman directed that he wrote called no. Faithless no, oh no, I'm man check that out. Yeah. yeah I think I, I'll let you borrow it okay yeah, I think yeah. I have it on DVD yeah. what a fucking movie man and Leave Ullman god I mean they actually never got married but they have a kid together yeah but mm-hmm. god she talk about an ad- actress that isn't like naturally hot, but through her movies, she you're like, right. man, that's a fucking hot. One. I, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, no, me too. Yeah, her in the Bergman movies. I, I love that guy. But anybody who wants to be good with women, mm-hmm. you dumb ass motherfuckers reading pickup material, just read what Ingmar Bergman wrote. Read what like Alfred Hitchcock wrote. Yeah, those two guys were fucking psychopaths with women. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and uh, and give yourself permission to be crazy. You know what they should read? They should all read Henry Miller. Anybody who joins the pickup community should yeah, yeah. read Henry Tropic Miller. Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of and, Capricorn, any of his books, really. Dude, and yeah. watch interviews with that guy, because yeah. that guy, and he even explains it, you know, when he was talking to the Japanese guy, and he's like, well, how many women have you been with? And he's like, well, I don't know, 30 or 40? Or like in his head, yeah, yeah. well, I don't know, you know. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, and the Japanese guy's like, well, surely I thought a man like you would have had 300. I've had, you know, hundreds of women. And Henry Miller's like, well, that's not what it's all about. Right. You know, you talk about 
about a guy who was passionate, a true seducer. I right. mean, a guy who was homeless yeah. in Paris, and you know, with oh man, yeah, with he, the nice nin, and oh dude, fucking yeah, amazing yeah. guy. But he was like a Don Juan DeMarco, you know, he just lived in his own realm. <laughs> it just, you know, so romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I read, or like if I read Tropic of Cancer, I think yeah. I've read it like three or four times. Yeah. It's been a long time. Every time I have a completely different interpretation of the yeah. book. Awesome. So it's, it, but he, he was the shit. So dude, let's talk about this no carb thing because I just started doing it. Okay, okay so perfect example. Life, life happens, things transition. I mean, like I started, I actually recently started playing music again. Oh, awesome. And I used to play music all the time. I used mm-hmm. to play in punk bands. All my punk band friends think I'm like this sleazebag, fuck up, you know, for being in this industry. But really, this is all just different expressions of myself, you know? And in life, we get so caught up in our guilt and shame and, and me, you know, I'll speak for myself, you know, where nobody's torturing me for that guilt or shame or maybe some bad shit happens and I'll feel bad. But all end up torturing myself right you know and i think the diets that we have in the u.s are just i mean it's cheaper to eat fast food than it is to eat real food oftentimes especially when you have kids Uh uh-oh we're getting some feedback but especially even when you have kids and uh i don't know man i i really think that diet is such an important thing but I did not give a fuck about it until recently Mm -hmm. like I mean really recently maybe you know maybe September yeah September 2011 right now it's April 2012 and I've known a lot of these guys I've spoken to the 21 convention since 2008 Uh yeah 2008 and they've always had some sort of dietary people on there and like really big names I mean they had like some huge names yeah in fact uh, Rob Wolf's gonna be at this one in Austin that's awesome so you gotta I'll talk to Andy I would love to come and speak yeah, because yeah. it'll really Rob Wolf will actually sell the thing out. Oh I yeah, no, I mean he'll. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. But um, yeah. all these people will be for paleo. They're like, what's this guy talking about dating? What's this guy? What's right. this guy with a, a mohawk on stage right. talking about like yeah. high value? You know, or you know, we, we talked about that. We touched on that. I mean, the big three, right? There's your health, there's your relationships, yeah. and there's money. All of them depend on the other. You can't have yes. good relationships if you don't have good health. Yeah. It's not just about losing weight. I mean, I, I call my book a weight loss book because that gets people's interest. If I go, you'll live longer, eh, longer is later, they don't even worry. But, you know, weight loss, yeah, people are interested in that. Or, you know, or like to, you know, get laid. You can yeah. go, here's my book on how to get laid, and fill it full of all kinds of philosophy and stuff. As long as you give a few little things about how to get laid, dudes will buy that. Yeah. You know, you got a little hook, but it all goes to get, you can't pick up women unless you're healthy. You can't, you know, have sexual, you know, and then money comes, it all goes together. There's yeah. A, there's an yeah. explosion. Yeah, dude, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think right now, I haven't weighed myself in about three weeks, but yeah. I don't know what I'm at. I don't, maybe at 175, probably lighter. It like lighter, less than that. But, uh, but I'm a pretty dense person. Okay. But I mean, I was up at like 200 pounds. Maybe when you saw me speak, I might have been 200 pounds, maybe 190, 195. Yeah, you're wearing the kind of, if I recall, I mean, the, the, the guys, once they get to a certain age, a certain weight, they'll wear the, the, the jacket. Well, they're jacket or button down shirts with a hanging out, so you can't really tell the thing. Yeah, yeah, not. that's the secret, man. That's yeah. the secret. But then when you got a nice butt, like me and you, you wear tight shirts because then the chicks go, oh, this guy's not hiding anymore. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you this, man. Out of shape body, if you know what you're doing, you can get like, I mean, like, superficialities count. But they yeah. count for the first, like, three, five minutes or something like right. that. Yeah, if yeah. you got some skills, you can blow Don't past it. David X fucking gets laid. He's a yeah. ugly yeah, dude know, alive. <laughs> he gets dude, laid like crazy. Believe me, so, yeah. man. Now that I'm actually in shape, it's much better. But then when yeah. I was... I'm 34 now. Mm-hmm. When I was about 31, 32, I started exercising. Mm-hmm. And I read I read that Body for Life book. Okay. Some yeah, of yeah. My, my jiu-jitsu friends... This is before I started doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But they, they were like, dude, you know, read that book. That's, yeah. like, a good place to start. Yeah. And so I read, like... 
part of it. And it was really inspirational. Yeah. Somebody needs to copy that book because it's so like, you can do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the problem with that book is that you know there's like the before and after pictures. Yeah. Every it's a, with them with that book that concept which you get fucking ripped on. It's always the reverse because everybody that you see go look at here's me when I was doing Body for Life and they got a six pack yeah. and then you look at them now yeah. they go the opposite way. Really? Because you can't sustain that. Yeah. Level. No, you can't. That's, it's like P90X. You can't sustain. No. That. Yeah. I you agree. Know, you could do I that. Agree. Okay, you're gonna fucking get your high school reunion. Do that. But that's yeah. That's not something you can I agree. sustain in the long haul. I agree, man. Yeah. Like, uh, like I don't go to a gym. I don't lift weights. I don't believe in any of that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah which I, I just dance and talk. ride my bike and walk around and I'm fucking. I mean, they can't well, see me, but dude, I'm pretty damn. And fit. that's one of the things yeah. too, man. Yeah. And we're just changing subjects like motherfuckers. That's and true. I, that's you have so much to talk about. Like even when we met at Halcyon on the one night, I think if we were to talk about spirituality and all that stuff, we could have a whole thing on that. So I think we're gonna have to have you back. Okay. But um, but dude, you know, if you watch like. You know, indigenous cultures. Mm -hmm. They're not all buff and shit. And those guys are eating kind of an ideal diet. And some of them might have short lifespans. Some of them might have long ones. Right. they say that the Native Americans pre-contact here had long lifespans. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but who knows? I mean, it's like stuff that Thomas Edison wrote and shit like that. But right. or Th- Thomas Jefferson. Sorry. Right. But um, it's uh, it's just like how we, have, you know, those guys aren't all buff, but we're in love with an image. We're in right. love with a fantasy. Right. And that love of the fantasy gets us to be in shape in certain ways. And really, it's kind of it's cool. That got me. You know. I guess that got me going to be in shape. Like, I started exercising mm-hmm. 31, 32, and, uh, yeah, I was 31, and uh, I started doing, like, P90X, right, yeah. plyometric workouts, yeah. and I just, I could drop weight. I dropped weight instantly, mm-hmm. but I couldn't drop all the weight. Right. And, like, my internal body fat, and I wear my fat pretty well, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, what's called visceral fat. Yeah, I yeah. was in shape, yeah. but really not. And then I started running, and, you know, it didn't matter if I went distance or whatever I just couldn't get certain weight off and then when I started doing more martial arts that is actually which made me go alright I need to focus on my diet because when I was doing like combative type like jujitsu or uh-huh. kickboxing it was it's so taxing on your body it's not necessarily the healthiest thing mm-hmm. but you have to be careful about what you eat and right. then it was like shit man I'm getting tired or I'm getting sick or my body isn't recovering or, you know, I might be training too hard too, but, you know, I was like, man, I'm really going to start looking at, uh, you know, some different alternatives. And I've heard about paleo stuff or, you know, yours is, uh, I guess. It's the same uh, thing. I mean, it's yeah. low carb, it's paleo. They're all, I mean, my, my diet, the only thing I do that's not paleo, because I want it to be sustainable, yeah. but I'm, I, I'm fine with people doing dairy. I'm like, do dairy, do cheese, yeah. do milk, because yeah. it's, it's an enjoyable thing. And it does have very minor insulizing effects on your body. So it doesn't spike your glucose yeah. very much, but paleo doesn't do dairy, here's, and I do. Here's actually so. what I've done. I I still will eat cheese every once in a while, yeah, yeah. and I'll eat some corn tortillas, which I guess aren't really like, you know, to not, not technically like a paleo thing, but um, I will, I, and I'll have some milk, like I'll have yeah. like every once in a while, right. I mean not much, but dude, yeah. check this out, so two weeks eating this thing, right. or actually yeah. no, only a week and a half, and then I went to housing with one of my friends, uh-huh. um, it was actually last Thursday, um, last Thursday, and man, I like juicing, like mm-hmm. drinking Drinking juice, um, and that's how I started. Drinking juice and getting super healthy on that, getting super clear on that, and then uh, about two and a half weeks ago, cut out the wheat. Right, right. It's really important. Cut that yeah. shit out, yeah. and dude, the weight just started like dropping. Now already, I was doing a lot of activity, mm-hmm. and I was. Um, 
you know, juicing a lot and and being being pretty healthy. But right. you know, every once in a while, every once a night, I once a day actually, I eat something bad. Like I eat a hamburger, or a slice right, of pizza, right. or some shit. So, dude, last week I go to Halcyon and my friend Nora's like, "Well, let's get s'mores," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Well, I'll, I'll watch you eat s'mores." And it's this place, it's this coffee shop in Austin. This is why Austin's the best city. They're very fancy, nice place. Fuck, yeah. man. And, and so we get these s'mores, we start roasting them, and so I, I eat three marshmallows. Uh-huh. That's it. Three marshmallows, a graham cracker, and half a bar of chocolate. Uh-huh. Dude, I was set in the worst sugar, like, toxicity <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. rush. Bet, yeah. Oh, man, I couldn't yeah. walk. I couldn't see straight. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, fucked up, man. Yeah, it was blood glucose is used to nice, normal levels. It was not that? good. Yeah, yeah. But I recovered from it yeah. right away, yeah. and um, it, which was, was pretty cool. But also last week, I, I went 26 days in a row of training jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, or boxing, or something like that, and sometimes right. two of those. Right. And every once in a while, I lifted some weights, but I mean, only four days off in yeah. 30 days. And uh, so it wasn't in a row, but you know, yeah. every week I'd take a day off. So I took a week off. Mm-hmm. Switching to pay, like switching to a, a cleaner diet. Right. Yeah. Dude, I had so much fucking anxiety, mm-hmm. lack of sleep, and like I was telling you, man, Friday night I started to to get some anxiety, mm-hmm. and what always sets me off finances, romances. Right. You know, and so yeah, yeah. people people in the pickup industry or people who are listening are like, no man, if you have your shit together with women, you're never gonna, dude. If you have more women in your life, you got more. You get more shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, but you you gotta man up to it. So anyway, yeah. I got all this yeah. crazy like fucking. It's like David Data says you can never escape the tussle with a feminine don't yeah, even yeah. try if don't even try be, if you're gonna be playing the game man yeah. I mean shit you gotta the only way to not have to deal with women is to be a fucking hermit before you got yeah. into this community you know? yeah. stay home and jack off well hey you know? that's what I did Friday night and I couldn't do it enough <laughs> but I had all this fucking anxiety man and really really like saw some crazy defects come come out of myself yeah. you know it's like the self pity the anger all that sort of stuff and actually I was with one of my clients today, I was writing him down and writing the definition, and that's kind of my process of doing things. But uh, it it was I was like, man, that mental clarity was a little bit too intense, and I was used to burning out burning off so much steam with like training or whatever, um, you know, that I just had so much extra energy going. So it was a you're, tough you're exactly, You know, that brings up a really good point you make because when you do things like lose some weight or start to become successful with women. Mm-hmm. Or I think I might have told you I used to wear glasses and had terrible eyesight and I learned to restore my eyesight naturally. I'm going to write a book about that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but what all those things are doing is when you're overweight you can hide a little bit from yourself in the world. I used to smoke five packs yeah. of cigarettes a day. Yeah. The, the, the way I went from five packs to zero overnight I talk about in the whole habit yeah. section of my book. But you're hiding from the world this literal and figurative cloud of smoke and all these things. You're, so like you're talking about you get in this state right now and you you can't hide from your demons. Right. Friday night, you go, well, I can see. And that's scary. And the fact that you stay there, Dude. you sat in the fire and had the courage to do that, that's what you, and doing that yourself, is that trend, and inspiring the, the men and the women who follow your work, that's what it's all about, is showing them that it can be done. Well, and I mean, you did it, and they didn't die. You, you, you sat there, you faced your demons, and here you are. Well, I mean, also, and, and part of it is Thanks. people should people should love that process. Like, yeah. and I wouldn't even say that I'm over those defects. Like, no, I no, think I mean those things are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's. Like diet is something that's, that has to be done on a daily basis. Yeah, your life has to be done on a daily daily basis. Your right, perspectives, yeah. right. your views on yourself, your self esteem, all that sort of stuff needs to need, needs to go in that direction, and that is that's where it's worth it, man. Yeah. The fact that people are like. 
you know what, I am going to stay at home and not do whatever, you know, just right. so, you know, so I could stay, you know, in the norm and not risk anything. Right. And that's Man, just hiding. Yeah, that's okay. That's the, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's okay, but it's not with the American hiding. hiding. Well, yeah. dude, hey, look, man, yeah. from 15 to 31, uh-huh. no exercise. Right, yeah. Shit, man. So, I, I, I can't talk shit, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, I'm the worst example of that, all, all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, that that is truly, truly one of the things where... I think sex brought that out of me. Or for me, oh, yeah. that's my own journey. You know, well, that's one of the, for a lot of people, that's kind of the ultimate place to think they're hiding yeah. from. Expressing their own sexuality, whatever that means yeah. to them, in a way that's true and con. I mean, dude, wow, that's a lot. That's Man. a lot to, to get to that point where you can actually do that. And it, it's funny because, like, uh, I had this, like, manic mode, right? And mm-hmm. basically, uh, what was it? Yesterday, I went to the great outdoors to buy some garden stuff. I had to buy, like, natural fertilizer, right? Which is crazy stuff. It's all made out of, like, fish guts and all this stuff. <laughs> but, uh... Lon's gonna be happy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, I went there, and as I'm pulling out, I see this guy wearing wearing jeans, uh, riding a bike up Congress. And it's uphill, and it was hot. You know, it was yeah, yeah. 80-some degrees. And then I see it's my buddy Dave. And Dave is one of, like, these guys... I would love to have him on the podcast, because he's a real spiritual dude. I actually go over I'll probably go over all my defects lists and all that sort of mm-hmm. shit with him, like right. personally. And it's an it's an amazing experience. He's a wise guy, but he would never come on the podcast because he's like, well, look, you know, perspective and you know whatever the sort of like personal growth shouldn't be broadcasted. It's a personal experience, uh-huh. you know, that's like a one on one thing. And I really respect people like that. But I saw him. And I just ran into him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, dude, what's going on? So we're we're talking, and I was telling him about this, and I'm like, man, I've been reading all this stuff on Zen and really trying to clean some shit up like 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 I said you know there's uh, there's health but then also financial stuff man I'm all over the place with that shit right um uh, you know, women stuff, relationships, um, you know, just general cleanliness and peace of mind and th- those sorts of things to really make that transformation. And those are things that I'm thinking about, but I'm like, man, I'm reading about this stuff. I have a good, like, presence of mind. It's all there, but my actions aren't hitting it. And he, you know, he, he went off on this little Dave tangent. He's from Boston. And he's like, well, you know... It's kind of like if you have a winning lottery ticket and you just don't want to cash it in or some shit. Or, uh, you know, if you're, you know, he's basically just going like, well, dude, if you have the perspective, you're not taking yeah. action. Right. Then you have, like, no faith in your own change or whatever. And right. so what are you left with? Yeah. You know, you're you're just as crazy as you started out. Yeah. You know, so that, that's kind of one of the transformations. It's like if you, we start in, in this industry, we learn about women or if it's about diet or if it's about Whatever the fuck, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've you've also dealt with so many different people. Um, you know, if it's about smoking or right. or whatever your passions, your dreams, and all that sort of shit. If you just are kind of flatlining through it and you know all the information mm-hmm. like man that's the worst is when people know all the fucking information and they're not taking the actions they don't have the force of nature life yeah you know? Stephen Covey said it best he said to know and not to do is not to know yeah. it's a little thinky but it's to know and not to do yeah. not to take action exactly what you're saying yeah. it doesn't make then you don't know anything it doesn't even yeah. matter that you know it exactly what you're saying exactly what you're saying you're right 
You know, if you're not, not doing it, then what difference? You know, and what people, like you said, it is a daily thing because they go, oh, I got this handled. You know, and do you? I mean, if you really, if you get it in your body, right? If you get the, you know, the, the eating well in your body and it's such a habit, then you do have that handle. Then you can move on to the next thing and it's a process. But it's always something. It's, we're like, you know, we're like ogres. You know, we got lagers. You know, we're kind of like, it's always be something. I wake up in the morning like, what can I change about myself today? I run out of stuff. True, like, true story, like a few months ago, I was like, I don't know what to change, you know? And, and so I decided I would, from now on, I would only stand up and sit down without touching anything to strengthen my thigh muscle. So I'm like, and I spent like weeks, like anytime I touch anything, I sit back down again and like, do, I mean, it's, it's, it's very random, but the whole yeah. message I was saying in my body was like, it's never done. It's never done. And there's nothing too silly to change, wow. you know? And yeah. of course, since then I found a Did dozen you know? other things to change. You know, one of the best, like, uh, God, dude, I, I fucking had a, I remember I was all depressed and I watched that movie, the Benjamin Button movie, oh, uh, David Fincher directed it. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the same guy who wrote the book and screenplays, the same guy who did mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. And there's like these amazing yeah. similarities, but I think the Button movie is so much better because it's, yeah. it's a little bit darker yeah. and David Fincher is just a better director, yeah. but there's that segue or, or whatever at the end, that montage of him going through stuff and he's talking about light, he's writing letters to his daughter. Right. And it's like, man, there's no rules to life like right. the, it's like if you fuck up I hope you have the courage to change stuff and, right. and I, that I hope you know that you fall in love and if you're not in love you know you realize that you can stop right. it's not, not a big deal yeah. like why why bind yourself to all this stuff however being bound myself to so many things it's it's hard to find that freedom yeah it's hard to find that and fuck dude you know for me the reason why i always come back to sex is because that was like such a big uh revelation for me mm-hmm. you know you're with a woman you see her you're feeling yourself with her yeah. you're like you know all, all this sort of stuff and or uh, i just made this blog post which everybody should check out this, this actually this upset me man i posted it on facebook but it was like at three in the morning or oh, something okay Nobody, nobody fucking like. Actually, somebody quoted it, so I'm pretty happy. Was it recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember saying it, I guess, because it was in the middle. Oh, of no, it. man, you got to check yeah. it out. Uh, there's, a, there's a video, and Janelle, oh, man, she's. I actually got text messages today saying, like, dude, that girl is amazing. Janelle is is uh, one of the most amazing. She is a fucking. She is, she is like my female. It's fucking crazy, man. I, I want to get maybe next time when you come on, like she can she can be on here. Yeah, it's great I to have the feminine energy to bounce all this oh, stuff dude, off of. Awesome, you know, man. Because it's all goes yeah. together, you know. Awesome. And Just, the more and the more you do the things we're doing and the things your people are doing, which is own your masculine energy, the more you need the feminine to bounce off of to balance yeah. you out. I mean, that was. I mean, I'll tell you. Here's a little secret people don't know: the secret to Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino's success from the very beginning of his career is he knew that he knew he was going to bring this really. He might not have had this vocabulary. But he knew he was going to bring this masculine, violent energy. And so he always had a female editor to put. That's why Pulp Fiction is the oh, way yeah, it is. Yeah, she passed so that, away. Yeah, yeah she passed yeah. away. But, so, so, yeah. but it was to bring that, you know, to, to, to organize this, yeah. the, the dynamic in such a way. He goes, that one's going to be balanced. That's why yeah. Pulp Fiction, you know, and even before it. Well, you know what's crazy? Uh, so my buddy, uh, I can't say who, but my buddy works with Martin Scorsese in the okay. editing room with him. Okay. And uh, he says, and he's done it with multiple directors, and he <laughs> says, every... It's either the director or the editor is fucking crazy out of their minds. Yeah. Or just like a total asshole. And so right. it's this weird yin-yang dynamic yeah. that makes it all work. And he would, man, yeah, I definitely can't say who it is. But he told me <laughs> The Departed, awesome movie, yeah. amazing movie. Yeah. And Scorsese was actually pissed that he got the Academy Award for that because it was, he got hired to do it. Oh, rather okay. than Aviator was really like his passion. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, like, fuck. 
that movie, my buddy says, he's like, dude, it was the worst movie. But we edited it, edited it, in fact, pushed back the release date six months, and they recut the entire movie. Uh-huh. He's like, I have so many versions on my computer that I will never show anybody until all those people are dead. Right. But I'll, I would prove that it was the worst movie. But they changed it all. And they made it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's art, man. Yeah. That's fucking it. That is, uh, you know, and I know you know this. We haven't talked about this, but I, as an artist, I would get this little wink of, of uh, like truth, mm-hmm. you know, and I would tell people, I remember getting an argument, I was in Hawaii and everybody's so relaxed in Hawaii, I come back to California, I'm like, no man, it's almost as if for a second you got to access or see like a window of God and yeah. not that I really like believe in like a traditional religion and this fucking chick who is not an artist and some like slave to school and pseudo intellectual, uh-huh. like one of those people that's like, well did you read that article that says this? Yeah. You know? You're right. not supposed to spank your kids, I don't have any kids, but, but, I read an article about, but there's an, an article yeah, about, yeah. about losing weight that you should, and it's just like, man, shut the fuck up, but she was like, well, what is God, Stephen? I'm like, man, I got so pissed because this was such a, uh, you know, man, as, as, as an artist, like, you you sense that, you get that wink, and then I would spend weeks, weeks, weeks trying to create this thing, uh-huh. and it was so far from, like, whatever inspiration right. I got, but that was the process, and, and the reason why I spent so much time creating that was because I respected that point of insight that I got. Right. You know, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, man. It, uh, guys in the pickup industry, they always say like, or, or not guys in the industry, but clients will say, well, I'm an engineer or I'm, I'm a technical person. And I'm like, man, back in the day, you know, Aristotle was a technical person and a philosopher. Descartes, mathematician and philosopher. You know, Dante. I mean, there was this mix. Yeah, Michelangelo. I mean, we, you, Michelangelo considered himself a sculptor. Yeah. And when that freaking pope, whatever his name was, said, come paint the Sistine yeah. Chapel. He couldn't say no because the guy right, was right. the Inquisition. Yeah. But he was like, I'm not even a painter. He figured it out. Yeah. The, the, what we consider probably the greatest triumph yeah. of painting in history, the Sistine yeah. Chapel, was done by a sculptor. By a guy, if you said, Michelangelo, what are you saying? Yeah. I'm a sculptor. I mean, yeah, I could paint a little bit, but I'm real, yeah. that's what he thought of himself. But he was he thought this would be crazy. If I paint this whole ceiling, you know, and he did it anyway. So, yeah. Which by the way, contrary to popular he didn't land his back with a camera for it. He stood up the whole time and just looked straight up. What so. a pain in the ass. Yeah. Man. But five years he spent doing that. Yeah, yeah, what a crazy what a weird thing. Yeah. Just imagine the episodes yeah. of creativity. Yeah. That, you know, the, the flow of it stopping mm-hmm. and starting and then wanting to give up and then, you know, yeah. probably being held under you know, that would be just fucking nuts. And then his master man. all the time, and then the final of the day comes when the Pope gets to come see it. I mean, imagine how nervous you are. That think Heisenberg yeah. was nervous. Yeah. Michelangelo after five years, and the, the Pope will kill you if it's not good. Dude, just think so, yeah. about how much you change in five years. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. man, from 30 to 34. Yeah, well, how much you change in six months, really? Or can't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it should change. And that's why pe- that's what people should be doing, man. Yeah. Why don't people see life as that? But, you know, I mean, there's so much holding us in. I forget what the fuck I was talking about where, where I got well, you, had the, you originally had that story in Hawaii where you, you, know, you were doing some art and you were creating some stuff. And there was yeah. The girl who was But, I mean, I think there was something before that shit. Okay. But whatever. It's all good stuff. Whatever. It's, all, it's all one show business, as Pendulum says. <laughs> you know, it all goes, he's like, you sit here and go, you know, Shakespeare is better than Mickey Mouse. No, it's one. My magic is just as valid as some novel that somebody's writing over there. It's all one show business. <laughs> right? He's so right about that. 
<laughs> well, anyway, hey, so we were talking about uh, when we met at Halcyon, we only talked for a little bit, but yeah. we were talking about like quitting smoking, and you were saying that the reasons why people, you know, when you do hip, hypnosis with them yeah. or whatever, um, whether it was quitting smoking or losing weight or, or different stuff, like you said it was really them giving like permission to themselves or something, or you had like an interesting philosophy about, you know, that idea of change with people. Well, I mean, I, one of the things I do believe is that change starts and ends in the body, you know, and that habits start and end in the body. Yeah. And that's one thing, that's a perspective that's somewhat unique and, you know, that I, everywhere in the kind of self-helpy motivational world, even in the paleo world or the low-carb world, a world I also play in, they're all about, you know, it's very think-and-grow-richy, you know? And I love yes. think-and-grow-rich yeah. as much as the next person. But it's not true. It doesn't, it's not true that we think-and-grow-rich. Otherwise, who among us wouldn't think, oh, tomorrow I want to wake up in the Caribbean beach with a partner of my dreams and millions in the bank and watch more abs. Well, we'd all think that. I mean, yeah. if it was true that we could, that thinking, changing our thinking worked, we'd all be driving Ferraris. Yeah. And I, when I was driving over here, I noticed I wasn't, nor was anybody else. Not even one person <laughs> was driving a Ferrari. And of course, it's Austin. I mean, there's probably two people with Ferraris in Austin. But, no, you know, it doesn't, it's not true. Change happens in our body. Yeah. You know, when people smoke or when they do any negative habit, oh, we got time. Okay. No, we're good, we're good. So, when they have any negative habit, like with smoking or with alcohol or any drug, it's not like in their head they go, I don't want to do this, I don't want to drink, I don't want to smoke, but they feel the sensation in their body here or here, wherever they feel it. Yeah. And it makes them, and it's that physical craving. And it only is when you can release that from your body and get beyond it that you can actually let go of smoking. And nothing to do with your thinking. Well, there's, there's smoking, right? But then, in, like, absolutely, I think that could work. But then there's like, I mean, dude, I will still have a cigarette every once in a while. Uh -huh. And it's always like the best decision than worst decision. Because uh -huh. you take a drag of that thing and you're like oh uh -huh. and then everyone after that sucks <laughs> every cigarette after that sucks right. sucks man you can just well you know can I, can I offer yeah. something about, you know and I think I've, we haven't talked much about it but you know one of the things I do I'm a, I'm a healer and a shaman I have a we, we won't go too much into that background but it's part of who I yeah. am and it's part of what I a background I come out of in the work I do and even in the writing I do but one of the truths in that you take plants for example if you have like like, you know, these pharmaceutical companies, they come down to, like, the Amazon, they chop down a bunch of shit, mm -hmm. and they go, there's a thing in there that'll cure something, and they bring it back to the lab, and they synthesize it, and it doesn't work. Because the active ingredient in any plant is, is friendship. So, for example, if you people that have a relationship with cannabis, yeah, yeah, we were you know, kind of talking yeah, about, yeah, they, 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 the cannabis is becomes their friend and it does things for them. And tobacco, the way mm -hmm. the Native Americans planted it, that was a real thing. That was a true spirit. And right. there's a, there's, that's a real powerful spirit, right. the tobacco right. spirit, and it's still used to this day. Well, Ayahuasquitos, you know, and the people who do DMT, ayahuasca, Hell yeah, man. they use tobacco, but real grown tobacco. We're talking in South America and Central America as part of that process, as part of the thing, or ayahuasca for that matter, or mushrooms. Those are yeah. Have you ever done ayahuasca? No, I want to, but I want to do or it. Or DMT? In, well, yeah, I don't want to do DMT because I want to do the, have the real experience, right, which right, is ayahuasca. Right. The, yeah. But I want to do it like in Peru or someplace in, in that indigenous culture. You no, know, like I was the, I was actually. So I mean, I, the Santo Church people do it here in Austin. Yeah, yeah. But oh, oh there's there a is here. a church here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hook you up with them. But they're all, I'll tell you, they're all fucking nuts. No, I know. Every one yeah, of them, yeah, like, yeah. their Facebook said is like, the people I don't know are shrinking my gonads. It turns them into nut jobs. The ones that are doing it here. You know, that's the weird thing because. Like I don't do drugs, and I don't plan on doing them. But I'm so I've always loved hallucinogenics. Like I, in fact, like hallucinogens, I you know, 
I would I would encourage people to try them. The thing is, is in our culture we tend to use things. Right. Like for instance, we don't have that relationship that you're talking about. Right. So, um, like, will you like? I'll even I, my brain is so obsessive. My diet gets too good, uh-huh. and I notice it's working for me. I'm like, I have an advantage. I'm going to start using it, and then I abuse it. Right. Rather than actually just like, because we, we all need to get to zero or yeah. a balance. Yeah. Whereas I'm trying to be like high all the time. And then yeah, but you told me you have some some cultural backgrounds in Hawaii, and that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. this balance. I mean, like Lomi Lomi massage. If you remember the, the, <laughs> the massage of it. And Western massage, they always they push one place at a time. Lomi Lomi, they're doing two at once at yeah. very least because they don't want you to. They want to be balanced between those two, and they don't want you yeah. to. They don't want to put your attention in one place. Well, doing that shit. Yeah, let me, let me. Yeah, they want you to like go into another world. That's the whole point. Man, there was a time where I, oh man, this one girl, Leneva, was doing. She's this bigger lady. She was awesome, man. I wonder how she's doing. I mean, I haven't seen her in like 15 years. This is in Hawaii. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and she would do it, and uh, I, I like had to say stop. This dude, this true story. This totally fucked up. She started doing that shit. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I had to go take a shit. Like, it activated my back. Like, right. so, it was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. And then she was like, no, this is, like, really common. And she was, like, a real, like, had an awesome candor. She was like, ah, fuck that shit. And she's like, I like black men. And she was, like, 60, you know? Right. Like, I like black men. I, I was a nurse in Africa. She's like the Lisa Lampanelli of the Dude, she, it was world, awesome, right? man. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, she would talk all this shit. And she'd be like, ah, oh, that person's cool. But fuck them. They don't have any mind for them. So you should just right, yeah, totally yeah. talk shit. Yeah. And, but it was real, real people. Peaceful person. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I remember when I moved back to the U.S. Like, because my parents were always. I was so like black sheepish. My parents, like they they only visited me when I lived in Hawaii once, and they're from there. Oh wow. My aunt and uncle who lived on Maui like saw me two weeks before. Like I lived there for four years, man. <laughs> they saw me two weeks be, before I left. Yeah. And uh, but I my whole extended family is there. Like okay. Big, and, uh, like big time. Um, but they uh, like Leniva and I. And all these other people, they gave me a bunch of money when I moved back to Los Angeles. Okay. Which was really like such a cool thing. I didn't even appreciate it then. You know, when you're like 24 or something, you're just like, oh no, I'm gonna take over the world. I'm an artist. Fuck all you people. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it in the film industry, you know? Yeah. And 9-11 happened. but like September six days after I moved there. Oh wow! You know, so wow. the, all my jobs that I'd lined up fell through, and then I had such a big yeah. ego that I was like, "Man, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna work as a photographer and work at a restaurant." You know, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's, it's funny how things work out. You know, you you you, you plan to you know go this particular direction, and yeah. you weren't meant to go in it. I know. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. A, you know, you're familiar with. You know, we talked about cold reading and, and Ian Rowland and that whole concept. Yeah. There's a, there's a thing in there called you know a, a concept called uh, green pastures, greener pastures. Which is, yes. you know, you, t- you talk yes. first, you're cold reading or palm reading or whatever, and you go, when you were younger, you were going down this one path, but then you changed and you're doing something else. Well, it's true of everybody, which yeah. is, of course, why it's a part well, of cold see, reading. Dude, but see, because the, it is true. When we were talking about that, like, cold reading, people think is like this manipulative, fucked up thing, but I actually, I mean, I'm no Ian Rollins, but in, in the pickup community, there's people don't know how to cold read. They're like, yeah. they all, they're like, you know, what What are some stupid things that they say? What are some stupid pickup cold reads? Oh, uh, but it's yeah, like, I don't even know. But yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. It's really yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not even close to being I mean, good. Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're all kind of, they learn a few Barnum statements, and they just do yeah, repeat yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than some of the things which are really, you can get some in-depth stuff, and really, and you can actually learn a lot about psychology and human experience, Fuck, because, yeah. you know, if you're familiar with Darren Brown, the English guy, you know, and of course, Ian Rowling yeah. taught him about co-writing, but these are, they work because they're truths, and what's yeah. nice about is you go, you know, I'm very critical of myself, and I have a tendency to be really critical and negative, but guess what? Everybody else does, too, because it's right here in the co-read. It says, say this to the person. It'll be right. true. I'm like, 
Well, there's a re- it's a relief. It's because we thought it was I was the only one no, that was, dude, had it, a voice in my head that was negative. Everybody this is, does. This is my whole like system of teaching. I'm saying yeah. like, look at yourself. You have to. The, whenever people work with me, like if they start out with any of my groups, mastermind groups, and actually shit's gonna change, mastermind guys. I know there's only a few of you guys on this call, but it's really cool, man. And this is it's like that inventory stuff. Uh-huh. What did I do today? I was writing about like, all right, self pity, self hate, fear of being alone, right. fear of being rejected. Also, I'm writing about it, mm-hmm. and I was just briefly writing. I'll write more on it, but it's like, okay, what am I? I'm not. I'm. I'm afraid of being alone. Well, it's more that when I get lo- when I'm alone, mm-hmm. I start to like get more anxiety, and then I start being afraid of like this. Is how it goes, and then I want to grab and control things. So, what does that tell me? This is and this is how I come up with my cold reads. Uh-huh. So I can say to you, it's like, no, man, you are like, a, and and I'm not doing this to manipulate you. Uh-huh. I'm not. Well, maybe I am doing this to have sex with you, but right, we'll yeah. do that off the air. That's right, exactly. Yeah, but, um, it's gonna get messy. But, but, <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck, man. <laughs> Some quick disconnects. That's what. That's what happens. I'm ready for that. No carb diet. It gets messy. It gets crazy. But but um but anyway. So the. The thing is, is I'm not. All I'm trying to do is get deeper with you. Right. I want to get. I want to make a connection. Right. I want to. I want to catapult to a deeper connection. Right. And a cold read is a tool for that. Right. It's not like going right. to make you give me money or whatever. It might, in a sales process, it might help build a bond. Right. But it's not the thing which is forcing you to make a fucked up decision. So. Right. The the fact that people call it manipulative, like you have to, like those magicians uh-huh. who are or, or the psychics that are being manipulated with, they have a whole setup, man. They do a whole, all that shit, their setup is the fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. You know, the yeah. candles and the, like, this, you know, the, this is going to change you. That's yeah. that's the fucking bullshit. But yeah. the actual cold reads are these amazing tools to bond with people. Right. And I could just sit there and say, dude, man, you're somebody, you have all this energy, but there's times, like, when you're isolated where you might doubt that energy. You know, all I'm doing yeah. is getting this from myself. Right. You know, right. where you doubt that energy. And it's like anything. Yeah. You, you want to learn something, you teach it. And if you say these things often enough yeah. to other people, it's going to sink in. It's like, oh, wait a minute. That's true about me too. Yes. You know, and then when, yes. you, when you have that definite, you when there's like unity, unity yeah. destroys yeah. like yeah. Uh, isolation, man. Because yeah. it's not even about solitude. It's the isolation we put ourselves in, which which allows those things which are illusions like fear, mm-hmm. guilt, shame, anger, all that stuff. I mean, those are real emotions, but they're, they're fucking unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you know, of course, in Miracles teaches us that there's only two fundamental yeah, emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Jeez, fear that? and there's love. And then as we let go of the fear and let go of the fear, eventually all that remains is the love. And then we realize... There was never any fear. We just hallucinated that. We imagined. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, the course of it, it's a thousand pages to tell you what I just told you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, it's easy to say that or hear that. But for you to sink in, that's what it is. But that's all. It, and then nothing's up but love. And in that moment, to call back to what you were saying earlier, you have what's called Satori, which is a glimpse of enlightenment. Right? It's not enlightenment. It's just a yeah. glimpse of it. Well, then maybe later you have another one. And you string a few of those together, now you've got something going. Have you ever so, done all the meditations and the... No, no, I haven't. I, mean, I, I, have a friend. I, I dip into it from time to time. So, uh, yeah. I have a friend who's done yeah. it. He did yeah, yeah, it all yeah. consecutive. I think maybe yeah. twice. Yeah. And he yeah. said it was one of the best things. <laughs> yeah. I'll make it like 60 days. Yeah. For like, me, it's like a <laughs> lifetime thing. You know, I'm, like, I'm in no rush. I mean, I just got exposed to it last year for the first time. I met this girl, and she was really cool, and we came in my life. And I was like, oh, we're going to date. We're gonna... She's like six foot two, and I'm tall. And yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is going to be awesome. And, and she's got a duke. It was a real brainy 
Zodiac. And so, but she goes, oh, there's this thing called Course in Miracles. I'm like, yeah, I heard of that. I don't even know. And she right, goes, right. no, no, get it and yeah. let's talk about it. So we, I got it. And then I realized, because I think people come into our lives for a reason. Yeah. And then she went off and turned out she had a boyfriend or met a guy that she became a boy, girlfriend with or whatever. But I was like, oh, she came into my life just to bring that book to me. It wasn't to be have sex with. Right, right. People, people come to your life for a reason. Be open. Sometimes it's to have sex. Think, but oftentimes it's not to have sex. I think part of it so. is that we don't need to always be figuring out that fucking reason. Right. You yeah, know? Just being open to it. Yeah. To go, you know, okay. Maybe like I'm just going to offer them something. You know, they have nothing for me. When I noticed, like, everything that I was writing down today about mm-hmm. my, my defect stuff was, like, everything was an attempt to control something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I need to look at why I'm controlling it. Yeah. And I can sit there off the top of my head and say why, but when I'm putting pen to paper, it, like, really opens oh, yeah, yeah, a lot more. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, man, why am I trying to control all these things? It's such a yeah. stupid... You know, and then I attach myself to stuff. Like, for instance, I never thought... I used to do a lot of drugs. I never thought that I got a day where that wouldn't happen. Right. You know, and then when you are trying to like change, you're like, this is impossible. Or uh, like debt. Or uh, like right now, you know, trying to get rid of more of my possessions uh-huh. and like be more orderly with stuff. I actually think in my head that that's impossible. Yeah. Why? Because I'm attached to so many bullshit beliefs, you know, with myself. Yeah. You know, and so then it, we. But, but then as you do, then you're. For others. I mean, like, you know, I used to weigh 280 pounds. We're right at it. Really? Yeah. Really? And that's why I went on this What do you journey. weigh now? Uh, like 190. So, wow. 195 probably this week. Um, but I, so almost 80 pounds I lost. So, 270, not 280. Um, but I, uh, you know, I figured it out, and it was you know, it was the process of learning all that stuff and figuring it out that enabled me to write the book. You know, I didn't like do research for a book about how to lose weight. I just knew, did wrote down what I knew in 47 days. I was like, okay, I did this, then I did that. I mean, it's not a memoir, but you know, I, I said, here's what happens, here's the way it works, and so on. But here's here's the, what I'm going with this is there's a there's a guy a camper ultralight camper named Wolf, and he's ultralight camper. His whole everything, his backpack, his bedding, his food, his water is 15 pounds, which is insane. Wow, wow. So people come there and go, Wolf. Well, what do you do? I mean, to, how do you get it 15 pounds? I mean, you shave the edges off the fork. What? And Wolf says, you don't need to know what to do. All you need to know is that it's possible. They'll go, whoa. Okay. So I came on. So here's what's possible. You come on. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And go, here's what's, like, the stuff you're figuring out now, when you figure it out, you're gonna, you get to turn back around and go, I figured it out, and it's possible. Now I'm going to show you one way to get there. You don't have to do it this way. This might not be the way you get there. You might do it some other way. Totally. But it's possible to get here where you don't have those fears anymore. You don't feel low anymore. That's the journey. That's what we're doing. People need to put their fucking foot on the path. Right. What yeah. the fuck? It's they all want to know this goddamn system, yeah. which is cool yeah. because you need that at first. You totally need right. that at first. You need something. You need some system. God, you need man. some system. And whether you know whatever it is, you need some idea. You go, okay, I'm going to go to some Padre Island. You need some general plan. Yeah. I'm going to take a hot air balloon. I'm going to hitchhike or whatever. Yeah. You can get there any way you want. But yeah. if you go, I'm going to get there. I'm going to South Padre Island, but you don't even leave the house, or you're not going to get there. Yeah. Or if you go, I don't know how to get there, even to start. Dude, you know what's crazy? So this bag, this bag. Okay. The best bag. It's expensive as fuck. Yeah, North Face, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I returned so many backpacks getting this one. Oh, yeah. So this is like a pretty, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, dude, I can live out of it for six weeks, and I'll put stuff, you know, on the bottom. I, I was going to ask you what to do, but all I need to know, I know it's possible now. Dude, man. Maybe I'm one of these, like, I pack four suitcases for a weekend. See, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. no. I, and I can be happy. Yeah. And then I come back, and I'm like, why did I need all this All this other shit? stuff, yeah. Yeah. 
And now I'm like trying to get rid of it. See, I did what you did last year. You know, I I got rid of everything. The house I lived in, everything. I mean, I got in my. I mean, I don't mean close, but I got my laptop, my iPad, my phone. Everything's in here. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I don't have any furniture. I don't own anything. I got. I'm getting rid of all. I have like one box of books left that I want to let go of, but eventually they'll all be on the table, and then I'll let go of them. I got some clothes. I mean, I don't have any possessions left anymore at all. Yeah. And now, like, I'm gonna go to Vegas for a few months. I'm gonna do something. I want to go to Hawaii next year in England and various other places. I got no package. Yeah. I got nothing to put in storage. You know. So yeah. I mean, you know Zamperian. I mean, he's, yeah, he yeah, does the same course. thing. He has a little. He's kind of just living in the world, right? Do you want to talk about a guy like? So he was in Austin. Did you ever meet no, him when he was no, in Austin? No, I'd love to meet him. He, no, he isn't so, anymore. But or he, I don't know. But he was in Austin for like a year. Oh, I had no and idea. And I met up with him a few times, and he was like, just so. If you're not a chick, he's not going to talk to you, man. Yeah, but, I uh, gathered that. And he was, yeah, he was so him, like, yeah. his message is so good. But in personal interacting, like you could get this like pompous vibe from uh-huh. it. Yeah. But dude, I will say this. Just sort of running up the fact he's Canadian. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> they just have that. Didn't he like date Monica Bellucci or something? Too, or there was yeah. something like room. Yeah. What? what he's a, ever been, yeah, but dude, no, this guy. So, so his message is so good. Yeah. Like everybody should do, like follow his his message. Yeah. And the women that he was with, like fuck, talking to Zan. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. he was just okay. Who's this dick? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Who's this like? Short, super good-looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. short, and he showed to me. Yeah. Well, I think he is. But anyway, and I, I made it. I like, I, I was like really nice to him at first. I was like, oh man, I have this nice place to stay, and it's like really blah blah. It has like a nice pool, and there's rooms. And he kind of like snubbed me, and I was like, all right. And so then the chicks he was with were like, dude, the, some of the most beautiful women in every way. Uh-huh. They were attractive. Mm-hmm. They had awesome personalities. Were just kind of like these free spirit, beautiful. Women, uh-huh. and then if you like go to his Facebook, I mean, they're, they're always traveling with him and shit. Oh, wow. And they're like yeah. totally sexually open. They're like, oh no, man, you should come by one time and see what happens. Yeah. And nothing ever happened or whatever, but like, it's like, dude, Zan just like fucks these chicks, and like, like he lives like an ultimate fucking badass. Star, yeah. I mean, and he doesn't have a house, he just travels Jesus. the world. Yeah. He has a suitcase and yeah. Like, I want to do that. I want to just live in a, at a hotel. And it, just you know? an amazing uh, perspective. And that's what I really appreciated. Um, and there's very few guys in the community that look, I, I like Hypnotica. Um, who, who, it's kind of the same thing, but like in an alpha sort of way. But dude, I'll tell you this, man. I meet other guys in the in the industry. Um, and dude, I can't I can't really talk because I like these guys, yeah. but they're not at that spiritual right. level yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And hopefully they'll get there. Like, or they won't. And it's not a competition, but you kind of are going like, man, if you're having sex with all these people, if you're having these, like, if you have access to all these women and the lifestyle you want, why are you still getting enraged, jealous fits? Dude, I get jealous. I get angry. I'll have problems, but I'm not confused about it. Like, I know, like, okay, this is a process of getting rid of my shit. You know, like, uh, but, man... I wish I could talk about the guys, but I mean, I would be. I remember sitting, and there were like three guys who were good with women, who yeah. all teach, who are like known. They know their names, yeah. And they're talking about how they have to take Viagra in order, or like tactics to getting hard, or because they can't get hard, and which can be a real fucking biological problem with right. guys. Mm-hmm. But one of these guys was like. 26 or something. Jesus Christ. You know, and that's all like a mental intimacy thing. And like he can get hard, but, and they're talking about like also. I have a strong suspicion to what that might be. Dude, they're also talking about um, fucking like 
like how they have an open relationship and then they get violent and start like you know getting angry and throwing tantrums and I'm like dude you should know after so many multiple long term relationships or open relationships that you have that like these things happen in you and they're happening for a reason and and also I was like man have you ever been in an orgy like have you ever been in like with like many people having sex because all that shit goes out the window right like when you're having sex it's like you're like oh fuck alright his dick's bigger than mine and he's fucking okay she's coming hard I've never made it well fuck I'm gonna fuck this chick you know it's like you're just like this is good I'm just breathing you know sex is a is a open express this is cool right but then all these people like get all fucking wrapped up in it and I'm like man what how you know and that's one of the that's actually what I was gonna talk about is in that blog post I was uh, that I just put up I'm talking about how I would have I'd be like man I did everything PUA Mm-hmm. Like uh, bathroom lays, uh, getting laid in a porta potty in Nashville, right. Tennessee. Um, <laughs> that was fucking funny, man. And that's it. anyway. But just weird shit, you yeah. know, fucking in these novelty areas. Uh, what are some other ones? Like, I wanted to get to know a bunch of strippers. Yeah. I wanted to get involved in, like, the idea of, like, what pimps were doing with chicks. Right. And just crazy shit. You know, I heard Hypnotica speaking. He's talking about strippers. Yeah. And actually, the first thing he said was, like, why would you want to get involved in strippers? You know, I've had amazing experiences with girls who dance. But at the same time, there's a lot of baggage. So you got to look yeah. at why you're doing that. And I'm like, no, fuck it, man. I'm going to fucking do that. Right. And, uh. Uh, and I did yeah. and I started to think that those things those novelties like okay I gotta fuck a chick in the bathroom I gotta fuck a chick in the same night mm-hmm. I gotta get a girl to have this weird sex with me or whatever yeah. and what I didn't realize is like hey I just like sex in all these different ways right. and then I start trying to define myself by the novelty rather than being that sexual being of who I am mm-hmm. and that's what's fucked up is a lot of these guys man it was just so disappointing talking to a guy that I really respected I'm like right. man I- I'm gonna learn from this fucking guy and then he's sitting there with me going like no man I'm on yeah, whatever man yeah. but they, you know that's what's interesting is that the paths you're on and the path I'm on are very similar even though we're coming at it from different yeah, sure, of the thing, sure. but it's a very holistic approach which is you got the mouth just, I got the pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah something like that yeah so but it's, it's like you know I've got this you know this part of my life I kind of understand that but also need to get these other parts because they all yeah, get, they, they all, all go together. Yes. And just because you have success in one part of your life doesn't give you any carte blanche in the other parts. Yes, and, but eventually they figure it out. Like the the space when you know, I wrote this book, the No Carb Revolution, which you guys can get on Amazon.com. Just type Kindle, in, baby. No, Kindle. 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 No Carb Revolution. If you don't have a Kindle, you don't need one. Just uh, Amazon has free Kindle apps. Just type in free Kindle app or Kindle app for Amazon and for iPads, PC. I don't even own a Kindle myself. I like read my books on an iPad. But get the No Carb Revolution and check it out. Do uh, you have an iPhone or an Android? Yeah, well, I mean, Kindle uh, you, you can actually read on it. I mean, it's a long book. That you wouldn't want to read a book on a phone, yeah, but you, yeah, but you yeah. actually, you, you can't you can do that. But in that space, the low-carb space, let's say, the paleo space, there most of the people that are doing it are like, here's the mechan- here's the science behind it, here's the hormones, and those are all important to understand. What, what insulin does, what glucose spiking, mm-hmm. and, and all those things are important to understand. Right. But then they, then they finish that, and then they go give another speech, and they say the same thing, and it's about the hormones, and it's about the insulin, and it's about the glucose. 
Blue Ghost Bike, true. But there's other things in life, is my point. And there's a few of them. Sean Croxon, if you know him, Underground yeah. Wellness. I'll hook yeah. you up with him. This guy, he's awesome. He is more and more. He's like, he recently kind of, you know, sort of like what you did. With you, you go, I've been teaching this stuff about sexuality, and that's still important. I'm not saying that's not important, but there's more. There's spirituality. There's a whole sure. life. And Sean Croxon's doing that same thing at Underground Wellness. Uh, just type Google Underground Wellness or undergroundwellness.com, I think it is. And he's like, yeah, there's, there's eating well, but there's also these other things. There's also about expressing yourself. There's about making art. It's about, you know, and so he, there's a few other people. There's a guy named uh, Dean Dwyer, I want to say. He has a new book called Make Shift Happen. Somewhat similar to my mm-hmm. book in the sense that it, his is uh, very paleo, but it's about making shifts. It's not just about, here's some, the mechanics of it. You've got to do things. You know, he's, he goes in a different direction. I do. He goes, change your mind. I'm not a fan at all. I don't think we make changes in our minds. I think we make changes in our bodies. But still, it's the right direction. It's better than not talking about it at all. So let, let, let's talk about, you, you read a lot of books, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, like you have a student of life and a student of making progress. Yeah, I'll go through phases, but I'm in about a 10-year phase of not reading many books. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> but there will be times when I read like a shitload. Yeah. But, uh, but okay, so changes in the body instead of changes in the mind. What is the take on that? Because being involved in hypnosis or you were talking about EFT or NLP, which are things that those, which I really kind of don't like, but... What, those seem to be changes in the mind type things. Exactly, and that's why I kind of went away from it. I mean, that was my when I started. I mean, when you my first modality, as they call it, modality is a, a healing system. Acupuncture is a modality. Hypnosis is a yeah. modality. It'll be. I mean, it's not really a healing modality. It's a way of communication. You, not, right, right. Nobody right, really right, gets yeah. better by going to see an you know, yeah. therapist. I mean, other than you know. Uh, very few. I mean, if you go to see Richard Bandler, you're going to make a change. Yeah. Period. <laughs> no matter whatever he says. But, um, but in, you know, in, in hypnosis, for example, you have the conscious mind, and then there's the supposedly unconscious, which is where the change happens. And so you put them in a trance, and you talk to the subconscious mind. And as I even began doing my work and just having, and I was trained by Gil Boyne. When the, had, he's recently passed away a couple years ago, but he was considered he was the the top, the most, I guess, the most famous American hypnotist since Milton Friedman. But Gil Boyne was our was a speed hypnotist and just the, the grand old, you know, big lion mane of hair and spent his last many years in Hawaii, by the way. Hmm. Um, but I studied with him in L.A. But, you know, I realized that it wasn't about that there's this subconscious mind and that they, that was making the change, but that it was actually a thing that was in their body. Like I talked about, the, the smoking was here. You know, we talked a little bit about the Hawaiian Huna tradition. They call it the Unihipoli, which is your body soul. And that's the soul that's different from the Albacua, the overall soul. This is the soul that's your physical body soul. And I realized, I mean, I only learned about that later. I was like, that, <clears throat> that's what I was dealing with. I was treating their body soul. I call it body. Mm-hmm. And who do they call it? The Unihipoli. Other people, you know, Carl Jung, when he said unconscious, he meant that. He meant the body soul. Right. He, that's, you know, if you look at his stuff, he was talking about that. And so it's a physical thing that actually, when you get it in your body, I mean, even Robert Diltz, one of the big guys in NLP, says, you know, knowledge is only a rumor until you get it in your muscles. Mm. Dude. Knowledge is only a rumor until Serious you get it in shit. your muscles. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. So get it. Yeah, you have to learn how to drive yeah. in your head. You, yeah. have to, you have to go, okay, back up, do this, push this pedal. But once you get it, then your body runs that habit. And we, as we talked about before, yeah. you could be having the same podcast and you know doing this thing in your car driving. You could be driving the whole time. And at the end of it, we go, you, John and I talked about this, and then we talked about that, and then we talked about, You wouldn't right. remember the driving part, but, right. but you drove the whole time. Your body was driving. Most of us fall into our body. We let it, Our body gets up. Our body runs its little toilet routine. Our body goes to work. 
We're not even there. We're asleep. Yeah. We're asleep. We're the matrix is true. So how does one gain awareness? By waking up. And you wake up a little part of yourself at a time. I mean, you wake up. You wake, your primary focus is let's wake up your sexuality. And then now you've added. And once that's awake, let's add these other things because they're important too. My focus was like, let's waken you up in health-wise. So th- and then wake you up in the other ways too. I'll even say this. And, and if you wake up, you can be like as crazy as John here. Yeah, crazy as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But so there will be times where I'll be just like in whatever mode and I'll just be like, fuck it, man. I'm just going to wake up. I'm going to take my kid to school. I'm going to go do jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear my body out. And then I'm going to come home and I'm going to eat. I'm going to sit there. And that's because like I won't have motivation to do anything else uh-huh. or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I'll just go in this drone phase. Maybe it's with working. You know, maybe it's actually working with clients or whatever. And that's not a place which is good. Yeah. You know, because it's like we're just in that kind of like, you know, we're just cycling through through stuff. Like right. I'm not taking advantage. Like, dude, I have a pretty cool lifestyle. I don't have yeah. to punch a clock or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I work, yeah. you know, a lot, but it's it's like I get to decide so many things. And it's like the more freedom you have, like everybody who has a job, when I had a job, mm-hmm. you're all like, no, man, if I actually had those 40 hours, I'd be doing this, this, and that. And then you get them. Right. You know, you get those 40 hours, you get those, you know, whatever, however many hours there are in a week. And you're just, <laughs> okay. And yeah. you're just like, you notice you waste so many yeah, of them and here's the, holding on to a habit. Here's the crazy thing. I'll, I'll, there's 168 hours in a week, right? I, I know this because I'm writing this new book about how to write a book. And, and one of the little chapters is going to be like, you have time to write a, your book. Don't worry. And here's right. how you do it. So you take out the 40 hours you you, you, uh, you work, right? Okay? You take out the 49 hours that you, uh, that you sleep, if you sleep seven hours a night, which is the mm-hmm. average in America. And re- the remaining hours, I don't know the exact number, whatever that is, 40 plus uh, 49, 89, but from 168, the remaining hours, on average, you have 11 hours and 15 minutes of free time a day, a day left over after working, after sleeping. A day. Now you don't have them all in one day. You have more on Saturday and Sunday than others, but you have that much time every 11 hours a day. That's if you're a full-time job sleeping eight, seven, eight hours a night. There's plenty of time. Plenty of time. So every day you have, on average, 11 hours and 15 minutes of free time a day. A day. Yeah, it seems astounding. Like, really? That can't be right, but it's true. Okay, so then so. check this out. You got a guy like me who's just sitting on my ass. You know, I go yeah. on the computer, go on Facebook, talk yeah. some shit, truly offend people. People, people are always like, <laughs> I was in this entrepreneur group, and they're like, Steve, you need to change your social media statuses. They're just too offensive. Like, I would never want to hire you, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> but, uh, right. You know, it's fucking Facebook, but whatever. Maybe I should yeah. uh, clean my act up or whatever. But, but, but if I could speak, yeah. hang on to your thought. If I could speak to that, it's the other take. I really want your, your people to know. You know, I've made a couple movies, and when I did my zombie musical, mm-hmm. as I was telling you about, uh, I remember we did a screening all over, but uh, we, we had a screening once, and some guy walked out, this middle, not middle, it's like 30 ish couple, and I was so happy because, I mean, I have a real belief that if you're not pissing somebody off, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. And so afterwards, my co producer was like, oh, that guy, he's a, he's a cop, and he got a text that uh, some pe- people threw some guns off a bridge. I'm like, why'd you, I didn't want to know that. So I didn't want to think I pissed him off, and he's like, Walking on in a big huff, but, but seriously, if you're not like you said, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're not in your life, you guys and girls, whoever's listening, if you're not pissing somebody off, some of the time you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, we gotta we gotta open it up here actually. But I I, I want to selfishly ask you a question. So yeah. like, dude, I'll get in these modes, right? And I will be like. 
totally not motivated mm -hmm. to write. Mm -hmm. You know, right now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, I can create, I can write, I can uh, make whatever videos, I can create whatever content. Like I'm in that mode. Right. But then there's other times where it's just like, I'll sit in front of a computer and I'll be like a catatonic fucking, you know, vegetable. I'll be like Robert De Niro in that oh, Awakening. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Leonard Lowe. And I'm a big fan of that whole concept in Awakening, you know, because people do, they'll wake up a little bit and they go, oh shit, and they try to go back to sleep. So, so what do you yeah. say for a guy like me? How do you maintain, and it's not, I don't want to have optimal, you know, I don't want to be at 100%, but how do I get a consistent, even keel of that sort of perspective to constantly be in that mode? Well, and, and what I would suggest to you is that even those things you described, short of taking the jujitsu out and taking your sex life out, is all stuff that you're doing from the neck up, right? You're in your head all the time. And I tell people, the key to happiness is to get into your body and to stay in your body mm. as much as you can. That if you're sitting there in the computer, you're in your head. Yeah. Here. You're yeah. this, we spend most of our time entertaining or yeah. informing our brain, mm. and, and you, it's not. In my, you said, "Oh, waste my time." I went and do That's the, that was the important part of the day, right? For me, I spend and you know, and I'm a busy guy. I mean, I'm writing books, I'm doing things. I spend an hour and a half, hour to hour and a half in, in the middle of the day every day, just walking around doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. And that's my. You have a kid. I have kids. And, I have two kids. Oh, you have two kids. Okay, yeah. so we have kids, and you have children to spend time with them, to play with them, and to interact yeah. with them, right? The most important relationship we have with our body is one we neglect the most. I'm not talking about exercise working. I'm talking about just hanging out with yes. you. Spend time with yes. you. Walking around. Not listening to an iPod. Just being with your thoughts. And your body goes, I'm hurting over here. Like, oh, I wonder why. Yeah. And turning towards that pain and go, what's going on? And connecting. So the more you spend some time each day in your body, connecting with it, it seems like it's a waste of time. It's the most important time at all. And yeah. you can do that expressing your sexuality. You can yeah. do it through walking. You can do it. Yeah. And you, you can do it through, I mean, a reason I don't like to do it through gym and weights is because you can get real distracted. Hey. Nine. Yeah. So, you know, with mine, I'm just out. I go dancing four or five. Yeah, six, which six, is so actually your thing of exercise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. exercise is dancing, and you can tell them I'm pretty fucking fit, but yeah. mostly from dancing, and no weights at all. Um, but when I'm there, I'm just lost in the music, and then my body goes once it go this way, and then it goes that way, and it does whatever the fuck it does. Well, you know, it's funny because like a lot of the the guys who are in the high intensity working out, uh -huh. which you know, dude, I I kind of like being athletic, even though there were long periods of my life where I didn't work out, but it's just. When I was young, young, I was really athletic. So I, I do like that. I like that sort of thing. Uh -huh. But they're like, well, you know, a caveman would work out once a week and lift a rock. And I'm like, dude, no, they fucking, yeah. you know, I mean, it's like the constant. No like, animal in the world, no indigenous people in the world yeah, does I know. things repetitively yeah. to get some other. They yeah. move fractally. Yeah. You know, you let your dog out. You know, they run around the yard. Yeah. And they stop. And then they pee. And then they run over there. Yeah. And then, that's the way, like. Well, I like to move. And yeah. Nobody runs in circles. That's you know what Mark Sisson, if you're familiar yeah. with the top sure, guys, of course, that's, yeah. you know chronic cardio. You know these people that are running all the time. It's ridiculous. They run themselves and they grind their joints into the ground. Yeah. I mean the guy that they wrote that you know the book uh, Born to Run. You know. The, yeah. Uh, uh, McDougal's book. You know Micah True, the you know, Caballero Blanco. That uh -huh. guy just dropped dead the other day. Of, really? Uh, he, run. he was on a 12 mile run. He dropped. They found him like two really? days Really? Yeah. 58. He's supposedly the fittest guy in the world. Really? Yeah, he's dead from run. He ran himself into the ground. Yeah. Oh my god. His body because you know he runs in rugged areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They find him for two or three days, but this was just three or four days ago. Yeah, Mike really? Drew was dead. 
Yeah, because oh, he, and, and everybody in the paleo world, all the, they're like, well, no surprise, of course he's dead. You ran yourself into the ground. Oh, man, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. Because that guy, that was my favorite, that, that book I read. Yeah, no, and I'm a big, you know, I believe in the whole concept no, of I barefoot. Run. And, yeah, I, I, and I, earthing. And that's, I, I barely ever use my vibrants. I've used them twice. Oh, yeah, you run barefoot. Like, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Run, yeah. 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 I fucking love it, man, but that was but some of the But you can overdo things, it, you know. Yeah, I, I, dude, I've never run over 13 miles. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. I'll go like, but it's great. It's like three miles, four miles. Yeah, but say like run 13 miles once and then don't run at all for, I mean, I don't run at all, but I mean, and then do other stuff for weeks and move your body in different ways. But to tie back to your question, it's about that relationship with your body. Yes. If you get to that space, it's because you're too much in your head. And I'm telling you, and that's why I tell all through my book, No Crap Revolution, the party's in your body. You want health, you want sex more. You know, people, what do the dudes do when they go out to pick up chicks? They walk in there and they they go, and they text somebody or they, they go, Okay, yeah. What did Steve tell me? Let me look at my dad. Yep. Well, they're in their head. Yeah. Where's the pussy? In your body. When you, you know, that's <laughs> Believe what, me, if there was a pussy in my or, body, I wouldn't exactly. Like, like, the, the key to it is to get yes. in your body. No, you're, you're right. And, you, and I'm not talking about going direct, but yeah, yeah going direct. That's People are direct. Yeah. You know, and I'm not a, you know, you look at someone like Mihao. I mean, the guy's like, okay, I'm going to do a 15 second kiss. He's just like, because he's totally in his body. Yeah. There's no time to think when you're going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make out with this chick in 15 seconds. Right, right. In your right. body. Right. Well, like, you know, and that's that's the thing is like, God, you know, fuck. If you, if people take time to meditate with their bodies, it's one of the most amazing. Yes, like, yes, exactly. Dude, there's a, exactly. there's a, yeah. uh, these books, man, because when I was a kid, I used to read a lot uh-huh. just because I didn't, I didn't, I would go to Borders, man. Right. So sad it closed. Borders was started by two communist brothers. Oh, really? Interesting thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And the whole thing was like to go there and hang out. Like okay. they encouraged it, whereas Barnes and Nobles had this different vibe or all these oh, other books, okay. yeah, bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then Barnes and Nobles had put in the cafes, but Borders had like had a cafe and there was music and that was, at, you know, I was like 17. Yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck, you know, what's up with this? And so, um, basically, I would look at all these books, you know, it's been Book of the Dead or whatever, but I would read the Paulo Coelho books. Right? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. And uh, I remember reading The Pilgrimage, and uh-huh. I did the exercises in oh, that, okay, nice. which, this is another thing, man. People always talk about books you should read, and they're like, Eckhart Tolle, which is good shit or whatever, but fucking go read some Alan Watts, man. Right. Read a motherfucker who, like... Lit, like, you know, Alan, he died of alcoholism, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he was a guy that knew, man, he knew it. Right. Dude, yeah. fucking, you know, brilliant. Yeah. He knew brilliant. it in his body, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, man. I yeah. mean, God, dude, it's, but uh, that book, The Pilgrimage, yeah. they talk about these different exercises, and I, and I did them, you know, when I was like 16, 17, or whatever, and really searching for something, but one is to walk half speed you walk half speed and it's it's almost like you it's like a lesser version of doing mushrooms man right you just like start to see things and you also other things like look at shadows yeah. or just listen just listen to the world around you right your whole fucking everything changes and that's the thing like I'll be writing I'll be like dude I have to do this 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 and I'll be like I can't go out for 15 minutes an hour two hours and just exist out in the world because Oh, we're products of nature, man. It's right. the thing which shows us. But I'm like, I can't do that because I have to write. 
you know, I have a deadline. And yeah, that's where the mental. Yeah, to me, I mean, yeah. I never go. I'm walking. This is a waste of my time. It's, that's the most important thing of time. I mean, yeah. just being present. I mean, Edward S. B. Brown, the guy who wrote the Telehouse, yeah. the Heartbreak Book, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he talks about like when you're, you know, he's a Zen priest and a baker. He's like, you know, I cook at least one meal, sometimes often two every day, because I mean, it's part a of the baker. You know, no carb revolution. You know, I don't. Yeah, bake. He, he bakes. I know. That's, I don't. No, I know. I actually, I used to. And that was my biggest problem. I lived, I met this chick once. She came to my life to show me how to bake bread. She taught me to bake bread. Talk about you want to like get good with chicks. Come over, let's bake some bread. It's the yeah, best thing ever. Oh, it just dude. opens the. My friend, he makes yeah. like his banana. Yeah, that's yeah, reason. Yeah, my son and I used so to make much. this banana bread. But now, it, that was the hardest part to give up. When I read uh, Dr. William Davis's uh, Wheat Belly, his book, and he makes just uh, mm. the best cogent arguments about why you shouldn't do weight. And I was like, oh, but making bread and ladies, oh, it's going to be hard. It's yeah. Like, it's like if I can play the harmonica, if that impressed girls or whatever kind of thing, but I can never do it again. So, but he talks about when Edward S. B. Brown's like when you're chopping the vegetables, you're chopping the vegetables. That's all you're doing. You're just there. You're present in your yeah. body. You're chopping the yeah. vegetables. You know, even the, the Zen teachers are coming back to the same thing. Dude, my aunt. Well, because my family, my extended family, my Hawaiian family, like a lot of Makahunas. Like one, one is a historian and sculptor. Oh, wow. Another one's wow. a tattoo person. So there's yeah, different. Go over there. I gotta like find out. I'm gonna go. Yeah. yeah my aunt Pua. 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 Yeah. yeah. My what, aunt Pua. What are the odds? Oh man, she's hundred percent right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she does. Does like Hawaiian blessings, and she is like oh, a, what everybody guy. kind of wants to meet. Or, well, Sam Kai is like the he's the best known. Like, he's kind of like a dick, but yeah. he, he, a lot of some people are. Oh uh, man, do you know who he is? I know, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I used to have to do his fucking laundry, and then oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Fuck, oh dude, I don't yeah. want to go. Uh, fucking, he he could be like this great one, but he like whatever. But he's the sculptor historian. He's one of the few people that can actually speak Hawaiian. Oh wow! So it's very oh, few people when he meet it, and he can go all into it. Yeah, but um. Um, anyway, uh, oh, look at that. A fly landed on me. What the fuck? Seth Brundle. The fly. But. Only <laughs> 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 like that reference. Nice. I forget what the fuck we were talking about. You're talking about, about your, uh, your the, guy, the, the kahuna. Yeah, but there was some other bullshit before that. But anyway. Um, Should we open it up to your questions? Yeah, we need to open it up for questions because we probably got to get going okay. in yeah. a little bit. Or you yeah. have a life and I yeah, yeah. have to do shit. Yeah. But um, I have to go be in my body. Yeah, exactly. yeah, what, yeah. what questions do you guys have for, for John? I mean, you know, he's written this book, which is on the verge of being a bestseller. I mean, it is on Kindle. You know. It is on yeah, Kindle. Yeah, on Amazon, yeah. And, uh, and then also all this other crazy stuff or whatever we're talking about. Um, yeah, what's up? Anybody. Speak now, forever, hold your peace. Everybody's always shy at first. Always all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Let's make the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's always the thing. I ask a dumb question? They're just like... This is being recorded. Really, there's nobody on the line. We're just faking this. Right. Oh, man, there's hundreds of people on the line. They're all just afraid. All just I saw afraid. There's, this, uh, there's this webinar product that'll actually populate. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And you pick them. They're Arabic. They're French. Whatever names you want. So they'll all have it in there. And you can put 400 people on there. And then the two people you actually have on the call are at the top. No, like, somebody. Oh, number one. Somebody was uh, was telling me that. But, yeah, anybody anybody on either of the lines, on the, uh, the total immersion lines or whoever's on Skype, or people who are on the uh, the conference line that we haven't alienated yet. The few people we haven't pissed off. Wow. John. Yes. Hey, it's Gary. Is Gary. What's going on, bud? Hey, Gary. How are you? Not too bad. Where are you calling I from? Have a, I'm in Fresno, I'm California. Right, awesome. Forest Year Gardens. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Forest Year Gardens. <laughs> uh, my 
question is uh, about the low carb. I actually did the thing for a while. I lost 80 pounds. Oh, fantastic. I kind of stopped, gained a little bit back. Uh-huh. And I'm kind of trying to get back on it, but I, I find it really hard to actually stick with really hardcore. Uh-huh. And I know you said that it was, you, you know, you, you, you do cheese and milk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at your reviews on Amazon, and it, say, it says a lot of stuff about low carb. Uh-huh. Uh, what carbs do you do? You actually eat it just vegetables or? Um, you know, I, I, you know I, all things in moderation, right, including moderation. And so... Um, I, you know, that's mostly where I get my carbs. I mean, I rarely eat these days, you know, wheat products of any kind. Although, throughout my book, I have, in the middle portion of it, I talk about the science of no carb and losing weight and so on. And the middle portion, when I share the, the, the progressions, I never once say, eliminate wheat from your diet. I say avoid it. Eat a little bit less. And so, yes, there, it's, you're never going to be no carb. Although, as I point out in the book, you actually don't need to eat any carbs. I mean, the only thing you actually need to eat is you need protein to rebuild your muscles and fat for the calorie density. You could literally go your entire life and not eat a carb and, and be just fine. You would flourish. I mean, you need some fiber as well. So you want to add some flax seeds or chia seeds. If you're like super low carb, you need to have some, you, need, you still need to get fiber. But, uh, so, it's, you know, less than, less than, Fewer carbs is good. So it's although the book's called the No Carb Revolution, I don't expect anybody to do no carb, nor should you even need to. I'm a big believer in sustainability. Like that's one of the reasons why I like dairy because I want it to be something managed we can all do. You know, you can do if you make it so hardcore, no one's going to do it. If you go never drink alcohol again on this diet, well, you just lost 82 percent of the American population. Well, dude, my uh, buddy, drink. my buddy Samir is like, well, paleo is unsustainable. Like, can you imagine never eating bread again in your life? Or that, what else was he saying was not paleo? But it was uh, well, certainly milk and dairy products are non-paleo. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I, I definitely include yeah. those. But also, you know, I mean, Timothy Ferris, who wrote the uh, Four Hour Work Week, did a follow-up book called The Four Hour Body, and he's like, cheat every Sunday, do whatever the fuck you want on Sundays. He's a big believer in that. I, I'm more like the cheat meal, like. You know, like once in a while, my son and I will go and have Subway sandwiches. But that's rare. But I'll still like eat ice cream or do some kind of crazy thing. Mm -hmm. One meal a day, one meal a week at least. Does that answer your question? Um, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, like you were saying, Tim Ferriss, you know, they're all kind of similar low-carb ones, but like Tim Ferriss has beans. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big believer of beans as well. Yeah. Anyway, but I think I just cheated too much on this. Yeah, no, and I'm a, you know, in, in, in paleo is very much anti-legumes, and uh, I eat, I'm a regular eater of peanuts. I eat peanuts almost every day. I'm a big, I love the peanuts. They're very low-carb for one thing, but they're technically legumes, and so if I was like running around with a paleo message, which is one reason I don't have a, I don't mention the word paleo in my entire book, um, but it's very gentle in the sense it's very sustainable and a lot of it has to do with like the things we've been talking about. It's much more than just diet. My book is and, and the stuff I'm teaching and the stuff Steve is teaching is much more than just how to get laid or how to lose some weight. It's a whole life thing. That's what, we're, that's what we're, this is all about. Hey Gary, I got a question for you because Gary, Gary's like Gary does like a whole bunch of stuff like and, and man and let me actually, Gary. Let me let me bust your balls here for a second, dude. You're you you are a guy, man. You have so much shit. Like he he knows everybody. Yeah. Gary knows everybody, and Gary like dude, you have kids. I have kids. Gary has kids. Gary stays active. He does jujitsu. He does awesome. Uh, whatever exercise stuff he's into. Sometimes it's the insanity thing. Sometimes it's high high intensity weightlifting. He just does a lot of cool stuff. But then sometimes. 
sometimes, just like all of us, man, just like me, it's like keeping my fucking room clean. It's right. like this impossible task. Yeah. Or like, I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, I don't give a shit if my car's all fucked up. You know, yeah, yeah. women don't give a shit. You know, it's like, I'll just, you know, I can make whatever excuse in the world. But there's certain times where, you know, you'll be like, or Gary, you'll just be like, oh, man, you know, um, I don't. You know, I don't know if I want to grow in this way or, or you know, I remember we were on the phone with Robbie Kramer and he was just like, dude, you could have whatever job you would want. You could, you're, you've like referenced people to me, you've referenced people to Steve, um, now you're setting up like different people on the podcast and stuff like that. Um, he got this dude who lives in uh, Medellin, Colombia. Okay. Uh, he's like a life hacker. He knows Tim Ferriss and all this sort of shit. Oh, wow. um, but, uh, yeah. In Austin. What's that? He lives in Austin. He's just in Medellin right now. Oh, really? What yeah. the fuck, man? That makes things that much easier. <laughs> right. But, but no, man. And I actually think, like, John's a guy that has had so much of a weird survival skill journey and evolution of self that, like, talking about those things, I mean, like, what's, what's your major block in your life right now that you would say? For me personally, I, I think it's, it's money. 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 I think that's my biggest block. I mean, I have a lot of, you know, like negative self-belief kind of stuff, but, you know, and I don't mean being rich money. I just mean having enough money to, you know, be able to not worry about where I'm, you know, going to eat. <laughs> but, you know, being broke made me good at getting shit for free and meeting people. So, you know, it's it's not horrible. But I, I think that for me is probably that and just, you know, I kind of still have always had a low self-worth. But, you know, then that's about You it. should, if you have a low, you definitely, uh, I know you were on the uh, reviews there on the Amazon page. There's a little one-click button over there. The orange button on the right, feel free to click that and buy my book because it would certainly help you with the, with the, the self-worth and the doubts and things like that. But let me just add to that. And thank you, by the way, for sharing and being so open and vulnerable about the areas that you want to grow in. And there's something I learned if you know who Teve Harvin Becker is. He's a, one of these guys. He's, he's the millionaire guy. You know, he's very much financial uh, stuff. And I learned something from him that was really fundamental in changing my appreciation of money and, and the whole concept of it. And he says, becoming a millionaire, and it's just a random number that's important. You know, you don't become a millionaire or not. But, you know, we all know what that means, a millionaire. It has a certain cachet. Becoming a millionaire isn't about getting a certain amount of money. It's about becoming a different kind of person, a different kind of... When you become yes. someone yes. different, and then the money comes. Yes. And that's the journey, Gary, that you're already on, and just keep going down that road. And as you change, the money will come, right? The, it's not about you do these things, and even with weight loss, I talk in my book about it. It's not like you do these things and, and then you lose weight. You become the kind of person who is fit and healthy and connected with their body, and then the pounds drop away. Because my overall message to people is that only when you fall in love with yourself, and by my mean yourself, everything you are, your body, just the way it is right now, your flaws on the inside, only when you fall in love with all parts of you can the healing begin. And we're here to heal. Dude, that, dude, but we're here to heal. That is it, man. Yeah. People need to be having like the, the, the journey of self and even the battle with the self and, and, and to like yourself in all these ways like that's right. yeah. that's the, that's the problem with most fitness shit out there yeah. it's like have this body dude i'm never going to have that body right. i'm going to have my own good body right you exactly. know i'm going to have my own good self and we look for all this other shit to define ourselves 
and it takes us away from experiencing it. But man, people should be, you know, fucking finding their best self in some sort of way and and how to love yourself and be the person, you know, like you got to own it, man. Right. Be the person you always wanted to be. Right. Don't just fucking fake it, man. Right. Fucking and but that, that journey changes you. I mean, that's changing. It's scary. I mean, I, I, from I don't know you, but I guarantee you, about six months ago or a year ago, who you were and who you already have become, someone different, and just keep going down this road. And the work you're doing, I mean, it's I just I, I love people the, like you. The other love thing is, like the other thing is, is we don't see change in ourselves, man. No, we like we're habituated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always see it in other people. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, Gary. There was one night I was. <laughs> This is so funny, man. So remember Chris Pacheco? I used to. Did you ever meet Chris Pacheco? She's the stripper chick that I used to do all these videos. Uh, I don't with. think so. Well, I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't know her real name anyway. I only know her state. What was her stage name? Natalia. But she worked at Palazzo, and I don't know. Okay. Was she real tall? No, no. Okay. Fan. I can show you. Pictures. Oh no, I knew it. Italia. Italia. It was just well, gorgeous one. But uh, yeah, Natalia. Italia. But yeah, but, yeah anyway. Chris. Uh, she was like, I used to crash at her place. I used to couch surf all the okay, time. Yeah. So I was crashing at her place, and she's like, dude, I'm going to go fuck this guy. You can stay on the futon. But, uh, and I was like, no, man, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'll crash in my car. Tell you that. I was like, totally. I always hate that. That's the one thing in pickup, like, when your buddy's pulling, even when yeah. you're with another dude, yeah. and you're sharing a hotel room, and he's fucking a chick, and you got to wait outside. Right, or right, sometimes yeah. it's vice versa, but you're always like, oh, man. Yeah. But anyway, so I remember one time during that time, I was in, in my car, and Gary texted me. It's like, you're and a half ago, maybe two years ago, and he's like, man, I'm going to disappear for a while, I'm not going to, you know, be involved, like, I'm, I'm over this time, and then, like, you know, six months later, he, like, re-engages in some, some way, but, dude, that's one of the things, Gary, is, like, you, you know, not to float your boat too much, but in many ways, you've changed, and even, like, this, like, in the past... 12 months type stuff like even with like sexuality shit but the stuff which I would say and I agree with you man it's like financial stuff the stuff where you're going to change as a person is when you can start getting the things that you deserve and realize that the belief well you're like a non-thinking guy but yeah. it's like that belief man being that person not just yeah. well, again, it's, not it's just that we uh, having said all that about you know, I still read Thinking or Rich every year but we've gone so far in that direction I'm yeah. telling to go oh people Come on, yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't say yeah. don't think, but just maybe also get in your body. Yeah. And then add the thinking back in. Because, yeah, you can't learn anything without going through your brain first. I mean, yeah. I have to go through your mind to teach you to juggle, but once you learn right. how, your body knows how. And just know, man, you can't think your way into good actions, but you can act your way into good thinking. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that is Yeah, something. but that's one of the things we did learn out of NLP and the Tony Robbins teaches is that, yeah. you know, not only do our, our, our physiology can lead our thoughts. If we if we get up and we're rah-rah, it's hard to be sad and depressed yeah. when our physiology is thinking. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Your I mean, body. Getting in your body. Dude, I'm telling you, Gary, you got so much fucking potential, but us kissing your ass isn't going to be the thing that that changes that. Like, ass kissing just makes me feel good for a little bit. But it doesn't get me to take those actions and to start being like, no, man, I'm going to, like, start bettering things. And, you know, I mean, shit, dude. What was my... You know, dude, I probably shouldn't say this, but this this was my life, dude. I fucking worked as a professional light designer and, like, always worked in a restaurant. Uh And I did some cool plays, man. I've worked with I worked with like some really badass directors. Oh, wow. it's, it, it's fucking awesome. So I had all these really awesome references going to, to Hollywood, and I had traveled around as a light designer, and all that yeah. stuff, and uh, done everything else in theater too. But that was what I professionally worked at. And then the CIA had to go and blow up the World Trade Center. Yeah, I know, right? We'll really I know, I know. We'll never know. I know, I know. We won't ever know. Yeah. But um, with Dick Cheney commanding it all. Yeah. 
Oh, look at this, man. Somebody has decided to call me. Who is this? Motherfuckers, dude. These people don't know. These people don't know. You know what that means? I need to sign out of this fucking email account. No, um, but, but so check this out. Like, I had, uh, uh, you know, I was doing that. And then I worked as a waiter. Then I worked as a photographer and did all this sort of stuff. And then I started hanging out with all these anarcho-punk people and just played music. <laughs> right. Awesome. And, dude, I would, man, I probably. Yeah, Western Civilization. I will not. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you saw that movie? Oh, that's fucking awesome. Dude, yeah. I was at the fucking, oh, man, yeah. with that chick. I, I was at her when I lived in L.A. So the yeah, third yeah. one yeah. It was with all the yeah, punk yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to that thing. And she's, like, in the crowd. She's, like, hey, homie, what's up? She's talking to yeah, the yeah. kids. Who are that fucking movie? Spirits? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You guys should know Man, oh, wow, that's those are. She was cutting. I was in, uh, at first just an editor on a movie uh, once uh, that was Gary Wimmer's first movie. He went on to do the uh, live action uh, Charlotte's Web a couple of years, like a hundred million dollar. Wow, movie. he's not a famous director, but but she was cutting a movie right across the hallway. Those so are. I, I would run into her all the dude, time. Dude, those decline yeah. of Western civilization, man. I yeah, haven't yeah. even. Yeah, she was cutting like I think it was like number three then. Yeah, that so, was the third. That, one. that was the one she was cutting. Yeah, the metal ones is just like ridiculous. These guys walking around doing cocaine everywhere. Yeah, fucking subtitles. But um, yeah. but no, man. Uh, dude, all I would do is play music uh-huh. and rip shit off and sell it. Right. That's all I did, dude. <laughs> and then then all of a sudden, that's why like I, a long time ago, Savoy made this post. Well, you know, Steve Maeda El Topo is a thief. I'm like, dude, if you only knew, man, <laughs> right. I could steal shit. And and what's so weird about being involved in like illegal stuff is that you, <laughs> man, is that. It's so much different than, than like, pickup. Pickup is, like, such a pussy thing in comparison to, like, doing that. But you And you never meet anybody who's exchanging information with you. Right. It's yeah. very rare. Yeah. But I met this one guy that was, like, a, a cra- crazy, like, burglar thief person. But it's a <laughs> fucked up lifestyle. Anybody who's, like, dealt drugs for a living yeah, yeah. or stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's just an isolatory mind fuck that right. you get yourself in for years. So it's kind of like, you know, I was trapped in this. You don't know how you're going to get out. Man. Right. You have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, anybody who's doing any illegal trafficking, ripping shit off, whatever, you're just like in this weird mode. Right. And then society says it's wrong. So it's like, and it's it's not right. Like, dude, making amends for all the, dude, let me, my, my fucking, it's, it's retarded. It's like 600,000 bucks or something. Oh, wow. But, um. Anyway, it's it's fucking crazy, man. So that's what I was doing, and then I get involved in this somehow, you know, and it's like, whoa, what a weird thing. And this is actually a pretty good life. I mean, sometimes I don't make a lot of money. I yeah. mean, right now, I fucking don't have shit in my yeah. bank account. But there's other times where it's, like, so good. You know, I'm yeah. traveling around the world and, yeah. like, really living an awesome life. And I'm never not living an awesome life. And so those financial... Freedom. Things, Even if you don't have a lot of money in the bank, you got freedom. But you know that yeah. next step... Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. kicking ass with yeah. business yeah. is a mentality yeah. and an action and an ownership of that persona. Yeah. You know, the big difference, one of the best parts about having the mastermind groups, total immersion groups, is I do calls right. every week. I do multiple calls every week, and then we do some lesson plans and stuff like that. And sometimes I'm not as active as others. But as soon as I get a habit of that uh-huh. down and I start gaining that action with the group and right. and we start interacting on that level, mm-hmm. like, dude, it's like it, I'm that person. Right. You know, I am that person, and it's like, easy to create and for me I'm just such a like 
creative artist brain all over the place type thing, it's hard for me to follow a schedule. So my schedule needs to be made by my passions or yeah. the things that I'm really into. You know, this one thing I'm, I'm doing this new book about, you know, how to write a book and how to get a book out there. Yeah. And one yeah. of my main <laughs> concepts that I want to share with people, and this is true of everything, and it goes back to Heidi Fleiss, the famous Hollywood, you know, madam. Her, the woman, <laughs> I got the, a story about the it. madam who taught her said, listen, sweetie, they're not paying you for sex. They're paying you to leave. And that's when Heidi Fleiss is like, I get it. I get what mm. this is all about. And the same way, writing a book isn't about, because we got Google, we got all this information. Writing a book isn't like, here's this information. But writing a book is about what you leave out. What you don't put in the book, that organization, because anybody, anybody can, you know, write a, a book of infinite length and never finish it because they put everything in there, but it's what you leave out. And it's so true. A lot of times our decisions have to come like, what's not important here? What can I leave out and get to where I'm going and strip away that? I mean, like Zan, for example, yeah. you know, he's very, in this particular realm, he's really good. I was watching a, a speech he did online just the other day. Yeah. It's, it was like an hour long. It was very powerful. And basically it was like, be a strong man, love women and so on. But he says, I mean, because that man and that woman energy, that's all there is. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's not all there is. That's one thing there is. But he's still on that stage, and whatever right. age he is, where he thinks that's all there is. And yes, he's really good at that one thing, but he, it's not all there is. There's more. And so he needs to, in my estimation, eventually he'll get to the point where like, oh, what? I was wrong. I know I said that basically. Yeah. He didn't well, say he yeah. wasn't cr- crude about it. He was going, getting pussy is everything. But that's basically, that's what he was saying. Yeah, getting dude. pussy is everything. I, like for me. And it's not everything. It's so much of the same thing, dude. That I will have like transitions of thought. I'm killing a fucking cockroach. Oh, I was wondering what you were doing. I thought you were like, hey, we're about to go have a Tourette's syndrome outbreak or something. Ah, uh, well, help me out. That's cool. So you know me well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude's foaming at the mouth. So no, but, uh, but no, I will have, the, you know, I'll say one thing and like, other oh, shit will happen in life. And, it, yeah. you know, it, I'll just be like, oh man, that's crazy. I mean, especially if I read like old stuff I wrote and, or old stuff I say. Yeah. But, you know, there's always that core which is there. And that's what's cool. What, what else? So you guys have any other questions, man? Who else is on here? Hey, I have a comment. Do it. Terrence! Alright. Terrence, can I convince you to come on next week? What's that? Can I convince you to come on next week? Uh... Not doing this call, calling later. We'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Oh you, know how, God, you know I don't like this. Fucker. You know I hate last moment stuff, dude. Oh. <laughs> Next week is not last brilliant. moment. Whatever. Whatever. All right, what's up? Brilliant, dude. What's up? I, uh, I just was uh, wanted to comment on... Uh, you had that question about the creative process when you're writing. How do you uh, jumpstart that? Uh-huh. All right. I mean, uh, I don't know the guy's name on the call right now, but, you know, not to discount anything he's saying, but uh, just to add to it, from a practical standpoint, when you're writing, I mean, I don't know what it is that you're writing, but when you're writing something, don't write, don't, the, the, the biggest part of cause, no, the, the biggest uh, roadblock to people in the creative process when it comes to writing is staring at a blank page. You know what I'm saying? It's looking at a blank page and getting going, you know? And the way you counteract, well, one way you can counteract that is never look at a blank page. What I mean is if you're working on something and you finish it, start your next paragraph or your next sentence or write the first line of the next thing that you want to work on. So when you're sitting down, that's almost jump-starting. Where it is that you, you know, it's almost jump starting your brain and that process. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm? You understand what I'm saying? It's like 
it's like instead of looking at it like I have to write this, when you're down and you look at what you wrote, it's like I have to finish this. You know, you know what I'm saying. Right, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. I totally 100% agree with that. It's easier, to, you know, you're, what you're saying. You know that there's that famous quote by Lao Tzu: the the journey around the world begins with a single step. And you're like, look, I made a step right. already. And then here's another step. And you right, just got to keep right, going. You're right. so right. You're so right. Did Lao Tzu write about it? I know, but he wrote about it. <laughs> you're so right. The hardest thing about it, yeah, the hardest thing about it is, you know, like sitting down and getting started. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's all I'm trying to say is that, you know, um, is that, you know, write, jot your ideas down. I mean, if you want to, like, for example, like you asked me about that call. And you asked me about the call. And I'm like, oh, God, now I got to sit down and think about some shit, right? <laughs> but, but, but the way I do it is you tell me what, I'm a, what I got to talk about, and then I'll sit down and I'll write it down, and I'll write my initial thoughts. And then I'll come back the next day and look at it and go, well, you know, let me change this. Let me change that. Let me change this. And then, and then it'll be incomplete. And then by next Wednesday or Sunday or whenever you want it, I got some brilliant shit. I'm going to lay on your ass. But, you know, if I have to sit there the day before and come up with something, it's not going to happen. Just yeah. throwing it out there. Exactly right. There was a, there was a famous uh, economist, American economist named John Kenneth Galbraith, wrote a number of very dense books on finances and economics and so on. And, and it was known for, he had a breezy style, very colloquial. And he talked about his writing process. He said he did like six or seven different drafts. And when the book was just right, he goes, then I added in all the impromptu colloquial stuff, which is kind of a, the, the funny joke is because he added it at the very end. He's exactly what you're talking about. He was building it up in layers. And the last layer was to make right. it seem like he just thought it up on the fly. Right, right. Exactly right. what you're talking about, Terrence. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's how you tap into that quote unquote Zen or at least initiate that Zen flow. Where sometimes when you're writing, sometimes it's like something's over you, and it just all comes out, and you're like, "Ooh, I did 20 pages or 10 pages or whatever," and then you put and then you you, you put it out there, and then you're just thinking, "Oh, now I gotta do it again." Now. It has to be special. Now it has to be like us before. Or you go through and you romanticize the process and you make it this big deal. Uh-huh. So to, to make that tangible, if you write a little bit every day and then you get used to writing in that form where I, I, I have to write 10 pages, you know, I'll write five, you know, I'll have to write 10 pages and you write those 10 or whatever you're it is you're writing and you start page 11 when you come back the next day you've already got the hard part out the way you know so when you combine that with a system of doing it every day then it kind of <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah and you know what and you know where else that's true Terrence exactly the system you're describing is everywhere Doing that same right. thing with money, yeah. doing the same thing with our sexuality—exactly what you're saying. Right. You've got, you've just—you're right. exactly right on. And I'm just saying now, apply it to everything you do, and you'll be ahead of the game. Terrence is a, a wise, <laughs> a yeah. wise motherfucker, yeah. man. Yeah. It means you know, it's not just about writing. You knew that. It's about everything. Yeah. Everything. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. That's great, great oh, stuff. No. 
Pretty much. like five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I see yeah. how it is. Well, yeah, I mean, before I leave, I want to show you that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're gonna, he's going to show me something. I'm going to show him a, a traditional Chinese medicine tech, a kind of a healing thing that doesn't translate to internet radio or anything. Sorry. Sorry. I'll let you know how it is on the <laughs> yeah, intro. Yeah. I'll be easy on you. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't make me walk funny. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> or at least balance it out, you know, so I walk funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so five minutes. What else does anybody, uh, you know, what, what's up? What, uh, what else does anybody want to say? I hear static. Does, uh, do you have any suggestions? You were telling me about getting into your body earlier. This is Gary again, so it's nobody else hey, talking. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, the, uh... What is your suggestion? Do you have like, is it just being active? Is that what you? you I mean, do? I'm a big yeah, anything, whatever calls to you. But I'm a big believer in walking. Yeah, I mean, and walk Dude. as much you can, everywhere you can, and just be in your body while you're walking. Don't my big. Don't listen to headphones or iPhones, or don't try to improve your mind or entertain it with songs or audiobooks when you're being with your body. That's like I'm going to hang out with my son, but I'm going to do it watching TV. Well, I'm not hanging out with my son. Yeah. I'm watching TV. Pick one. That's Pick true. One. Treat your beat your body like it was a child that you're gonna spend time with Man, every day. That is so true. Like when you are traveling, mm-hmm. that's why you're so in the moment. And like right. I, I'm always yeah. going, like, why am I so like obsessed with stupid shit when I'm you know at home? Like when I'm traveling, yeah, just yeah. because you're what you're there, you're interacting with people, or you're not, or you're just doing whatever. You're physically there though. Everything, every cell yeah. in your body is there in the square. You know. But walking, dude. Actually, read that book, The Pilgrimage, dude. It, because it has these like little exercises, and yeah. seriously, I don't do them enough, but they're they're so awesome, man. Just the walking at a slow pace, but walking and like you said, not having yeah, and playing. I mean, I, if you feel like swimming, swim. If you like bicycling, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, of course I'm a huge big fan of dancing. I think you should go out dancing all the time. It's a great way to meet ladies. Ostensibly, that's one of the reasons why you're here on this call. Um, and a guy who will be a vigorous dancer, and especially if you start doing low carb, like I do, and like Steve does, the guys that are like, here's here's how, because here's how it works. When you get on the regular, if you're eating a lot of carbohydrates, basically you're fueling your life with lighter fluid, right? And that lighter fluid runs out, and you got to eat more carbs, and then you put more in, and so on. But when you stop with the carbs and you start going into like protein and fat and good stuff, you're basically running on the charcoal, right? Now the charcoal is lit and it keeps going. When I go out dancing, the guys are, you know, and the worst thing you do is drink while you're dancing because that's carbohydrates. No. So they, they go and they, they drink their drink and they hit the dance floor and they're good for four songs. Yeah. And then they got to go refuel. And what are they doing while they're refueling? I'm there. I'm still dancing with their lady because they yeah, or the girl yeah, they my, wanted because my they, they couldn't keep yeah, your endurance just goes to the chart. It's bad yeah. on the dance floor yeah. and so on. When you start, the lower carb you get, the more energy you have. Not only to move through space. I mean, any fool can get the energy to move through space, but the most important energy I think is what I call vitality. Yeah. That's the energy to sit down and get your shit done. Write your poems. Write your book. Do whatever you mean to do because there are times we do. I mean, you have to write, use your brain to 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 write your books, but you need to have your body cooperate and be sitting there and comfortable because you know it's going to get to play later. Yeah, like with your child. If your son goes, if you go, hey, let, if you hang on, let daddy work for a little while. Later on, I'll take you. We'll do this other thing. And we'll go to the park. Well, okay, that's a trade. Your body will will work with you and be still long enough for you to write or whatever. If it knows later on. You're going to go have sex, or you're going to go for a big swim or some kind of thing. Two last things, and let me know if this is true for you. I, I always get bit by mosquitoes. Okay. Since I've been doing this, no mosquitoes. And they're out. Oh, yeah. People well. are getting bit like crazy. I had one bite. Yeah. And, like, dude, I, I like, 
I, I actually I want to go back to the Caribbean to see if I get mauled because I mean mosquitoes fucking love me. Man. Oh really? Yeah. Love me, but uh, dude, since I've been doing this diet, mm, no yeah. mosquito bites. Yeah, I haven't noticed. It's, I mean, I haven't really gotten any, so but I don't remember if I had any before. No, but they're out right now, big time. At okay, yeah, no, I don't get the range. Yeah. And then last question: What does the sexual life mean to you? The sexual life means to me owning it. Owning whatever your sexuality is. Did you just watch my good. video? Man, maybe you did. <laughs> no, but I want to. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, to, to stop and re-examine, because what happens for most of us, all of us really, is about, at a very young age, five or six or seven, around the time we're going to sleep, you know, for in our lives, we go, oh, here's what I am, or here's what mom said I am sexually. I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm this thing, I'm that thing. Okay, so we decide. We don't even have words for it, because we don't even know what sex is, but we figured it out. It's on some of them in our body, at a young age. And then later on, we got old enough to express it. And then we never stop and go back and re-examine that ever again, mm. ever for the rest of our life, yeah. ever. Especially in America, where nobody yeah. ever talks about sex. You know, other than people in this community, which is why I love it. Because finally, men get a chance to go, I have this sexual fear. and but it, Really? So did we all. Yeah. And we're all overcoming it. Yeah. You know? Like that. But just owning your sexuality for whatever that means to you. And, and getting up, you know, every once in a while going, you know what? I'm open. I mean, I live in Austin. We live in Austin. You could be fucking anything here. I can go, Steve. By the way, on the drive up here, I decided I'm gay. He'd be like, he wouldn't think any less. Yeah, that's fine. Be gay. You know, who, nobody gives a fuck in Austin. But it's important to go. Am I? You know, and on the store of the way, we're thinking, I still like chicks, but if I decided one day, you know what, I just, I prefer dudes, I'm going to go down that road. But so far, that hasn't happened. You know, so, but that's what I'm doing, owning it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But owning it means looking at it and being open to the possibility that you go, I want to have sex with lots of women. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being having one. I don't think it's normal, but you can have just one. But yeah. having a lot, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, for it's you. whatever you yeah. are, man. You just kind of, whatever you're just, totally, yeah. totally, man. All right, so John McClain. John McLean. John McLean. John McLean. Yes. Not not diehard. You know that uh, I, I read this recently. It's interesting. You know the, the McLean, the the rib thing, the pork rib sandwich they have at uh, McDonald's. Yeah. They only introduce that when pork futures drop to a certain low price. And so when they do, then they gear up. <laughs> that's when that's, that's when they don't do. And then, you know they're the biggest buyers yeah. of meat. Yeah, they're the biggest buyers of meat. But yeah. like pork futures, yeah. you know, which are traded on the Chicago Stock Exchange or Jesus. whatever. The, 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 those things are traded. But they go, okay, in November we got like four hundred thousand tons of pork meat. At Thirty cents off or whatever. Then they so wow. next November they'll have they'll plan they'll sell they'll print up the awesome. stuff with the McLean. But that's awesome. when they have it when the pork futures drop. Wow. So, wow. but yeah, no carb revolution. Amazon.com. Get it. It's an amazing book. And by the way, if you guys didn't know this, with Kindle books on Amazon, you have seven days to return the book and get your 100% of your money back. So uh, basically go on there. If the book is just a piece of shit, be sure and get your money back. And if it's really nice, please not write a nice review for it because that will help me. That's how you get, what's, if you're familiar with internet marketing, SEO, you get a good SEO, search engine optimization on Amazon through having a lot of positive reviews. Really? It pushes you up really? the chain. They have, to be, they have to be organic. They can't be like bought from yeah. fiber because you know, they'll, they'll Kindle slap you for doing that. They, people used to. But so it's people who bought the book. They, bought the book, yeah. yeah. So they have to, they review you then you get it. yeah actually it i told him really not i'm like man because he he sent me a signed copy of his book and yeah. i was like dude i'll write you a review he's like write it for the kindle and uh i said well cool man i'll buy it he's like no man i'll send you the pdf i'm like no dude you deserve the money you fucking send me a, like i'll right. buy it yeah 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 and i i also said because then the review like it'll well, say, it like, says it says, it says it says amazon buyer yeah. yeah it actually puts it next yeah. to their name cool so. well cool guys thank, thank you guys so much three dollars what's up 
It's only three bucks. Yeah, well, not even. It's only two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm practically giving the thing away. Yeah. So fucking yeah, actually, I forgot to mention anywhere. that I had been selling it for nine dollars, and I lowered it. It takes about a day to get authorization for price. I lowered it to for your guys so they could go on and get it for cheaper. So then later in the week, a couple days, I'll give them, and then I'll put it back up again. But I actually I forgot to even really? mention. Really? I buried Dude, my lead. We're totally stupid. Yeah, two ninety nine. Okay, I'll yeah. email it out. I'll email yeah, it out. Yeah. So yeah, it, three more days. Yeah, that's that's like that. exactly what the whole concept burying your lead. That's what I did. I buried my lead. Dude, I, I should have mentioned that right up front. Yeah, no, yeah. no, but that just shows you're a cool dude. But yeah, I'll will put it in the the I'll put it in the email. Yeah, two ninety nine. Yeah, dude. So cool, yeah. man. We yeah. gotta have you on again. And I guess we gotta get out of here, guys. Sorry about that. Next week, I don't know who's gonna be the guest, but the week after that, we got Hypnotica, and then uh, we have some other people coming on. Uh, Eric Everhard, porn star. Uh, uh, I don't know who the fuck else, man. I forget. But cool people, and it's always good discussions because look, dude, sex, sexuality, awesome fucking things. It's good to express yourself, live life, love yourself, be sexual, all that fun stuff. So take it easy, and thank you so much for uh, tuning in.